show, best show, best show, best show, best show, best show, it's time, best show, the best show every Tuesday night, nine to twelve. What's up? Best show time. How are you? I'm good, right? Either I'm really good or really bad. I don't know. It's one of those. We will find out. Oh, tonight we got a great show for you. The topic tonight is sticking the landing. Those times when you say a thing, you just get it just right. You know what that's like. Happens every once in a while. You just say the right thing at the right time, and it's like you're in your own personal sitcom. I had one of those happen to me, I'll tell you about later. We also have Marina Franklin, superstar comedian coming in later in the show. She'll be in studio, and we got more stuff. It's going to be a fun show. So, sit back, relax, maybe crack open a... Kirkland Light. How's that sound, Mike? A nice cold Kirkland Light. Enjoy the evening and listen to the best show. Let's do the show! Money, I am. The flower bill to the pot. 
up, everybody? It's the best show. My name's Tom, the host of tonight's episode. Got a great show for you tonight here on this. Was this April? Yeah. April of 2017, deep into April as we move through spring. We wait for the 2018. Did I say 2017? Mike, did I say 2017? He doesn't know. He's checked out. He's already half staring out the window. He's not. He's mad because I didn't bring any Elio's pizza. I said I would bring because Studio again, MIA. Nobody's sure where he is. Um, Mike is a person of interest in that uh, in that uh, situation. Um. No, he's on assignment. Dudio's on assignment. But Mike was like, now that Jason's gone, can we get the good pizza? And for him, good pizza's bad pizza. Like, he wants Elio's here. Like, literal high school cafeteria pizza. And I forgot to stop at the grocery store and get a $4 box of Elio's. Now he's, he's, he's moping. He's just out there with him and his Kirkland light. They're having a good time tonight. So, uh, if you guys want to order pizza, order it. You know that. You get what you want. Order the pizza. Whatever kind you want. Middle of the pack pizza. What do you want, Mike? We want Papa John's. Remember someone sent Papa John's to the studio years ago? It was Coco. Coco from the Etz sent Papa John's to the studio and it showed up and then Mike was like, he's like, yeah, there's these dipping sticks with this sauce. And he started dipping it and he's like, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> it was, that's some rough sledding, man. Papa John's. Rough sledding. Yes, but uh, as I was saying, if you guys want pizza, you order your pizza. Pat, Dudio, get what you want. You want to get something else? You want to get? You want to order something else? What do you want? What do you want to get? None of those that stuff Pat ordered the one time where the studio smelled for a month. What was that? You got a pile of wings. No, that's not happening. The number 201-332-3484 here on The Best Show. A uh, couple things I want to say is that, uh, of course, you know the show is sponsored. Uh, we don't have ads. We don't uh, We do not do that no more. We, we are just surviving solely. Through the kindness of the listeners over at patreon.com slash the best show. And people give, uh, you, you, you support the show and then we send you things for your support. You do $5 a month and you get access to all the exclusive audio that's just for listeners to the show. Some things get released early. Some things are only on the Patreon. 
We're going to start doing special episodes of the best show that only happen on the Patreon. Never heard for anyone who ain't on uh, the Patreon. There's also the Friends podcast, Meet My Friends of Friends. The episodes are heard two, at least two weeks early on the Patreon now. So yeah, so go there and support the show. We, we're, we're hitting a little bit of a dip here with things. And uh, if, you, if you haven't joined in, do, do what you can and support. Next week, I will announce a... Uh, I will announce something exciting that we will do on the Patreon for supporters of the show. I will get my house in order and do that next week. These are the things that will happen on the show next week. Next week, I'm writing it down right now. Patreon announcement. That's happening. And then I'm writing down movie ticks for anniversaries. I let I dropped the ball on that. I've got to follow up with those people next week. That all happens. It all happens next week. Why are you people getting on me? Can't do it all. Already got Mike staring at me because they didn't bring Elios. Who's anybody here calling? Not about the topic, Mike. Who? Line three. Line three. Hi, welcome to the best show. Hi, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? This is Mark from Manhattan. Mark from Manhattan. What's up, Mark? I was wondering if you heard any news today about the imminent return of Mike Francesa. I did. I did. Now, this is this guy, Mike Francesa, who is this, uh, this, this, uh, this just is loudmouth who had a show on sports radio for 150 years. He he had it on. He was doing the show when sports radio consisted of uh, yelling into one of those ear trumpets. Um, for everybody who who you can hear you at the at the the racetrack. He would. Uh, he he's now he left this big production. This big production, he's leaving, he's going, he's never, he's gone, and, and and then he's retiring from radio, and then you turn around, he's crawling back to, wait, who are we talking about, him, Mike Francesa, or me? I'm, I <laughs> forgot for a second. Who, who are we talking about now? We're, we're oh, talking no. about Mike, as okay. in half just, of Mike and the Mad Dog. Let me just say this also, look. We ended the best show on WFMU in 2013. That was not it. I, I never saw that as the end of the show. I didn't come crawling back. I, I, I made everything clear. We're not done. I said it on the final show. We're not done. We still got stuff to do. And now we're doing it. This is not. This is not. I did not come crawling. I didn't do some reversal of, of uh, announcement and double back on it. No. I knew what we were going to do. Just didn't know how we were going to do it. I wanted. To, I also didn't want to compromise talking about the whole thing. It was it was an honor to be at the station at WFMU, and I wanted to end that on its own terms before I start talking about other things. Why am I so mad about this? I don't know. Weird. Well, well, he had it. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, my friend. I'm I'm still in the okay. middle of one of my my uh, patented uh, half meltdown half motivational speech you're not sure if if you should cheer or call for help 
Um, no, I, I, I left the thing, and I knew we were coming back to do the show in a different form. I didn't know what that was going to be. But I'm going to say this. I'll never do that again. Next time I leave this thing, there ain't no farewell tour, man. It's just not going to be here the next week. It's gone. I'm telling you, that's how that's how we do it. I'm not doing. I'm not putting people through that twice. Is I'm not. This is not the uh, the these bands. The Who keep breaking up for 45 years. Make everybody go to a farewell tour. No. Next, when I'm gone, I'm gone. It's over. And you just, I'll just say, like, hey, by the way, this is the last show. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. That's what you know it's over when I just go, thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. When I say that, <laughs> that means I'm gone. <laughs> until I will not talk, use that voice until it's over, it's truly over. I'll be like, hey, everybody, thanks for listening to the show tonight. I, just on a, on, a, on a serious note, I just want to say, this is the last episode of the best show and, uh, we're done here for good. I appreciate the support over all the years and, uh, thanks for everything, everyone. Uh, bye bye. Are you aware that he claims there was a conspiracy? Let me get, hold on, hold on, let me frame the thing correctly. So this Mike Francesa goes on, he did this show with Mad Dog. This guy, Mad Dog, who's this, this, this maniac who who screams it's like it's like they went it's like it's like it's like a tuba and a and a and a uh it's like a tuba and an out of control like soprano saxophone their show it's like <laughs> that's mike francesa <laughs> and then mad dog was like Think you think it was uh, suddenly? I thought, what what is this? Uh, Ascension? All of a sudden, or or Nick Coleman? He's playing his plays. Uh, well, Don Cherry played the plastic saxophone. Or or Nick Coleman played a plastic saxophone, right? Yeah. yeah. Is Ornette Coleman blasting it out on a plastic saxophone? No. That's what this sport, the sports radio equivalent of like it's like free jazz and a marching band playing together. So those, but somehow it worked. Then they finally they couldn't take each other, so they split. Then uh, Mike Francesa keeps going, and he, his show is still popular. And they 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 call him like the sports pope because he was arrogant and acted like he knew everything about everything, and that he would just he that he was somehow controlling everything. The way the the pope has a direct uh, line to God is the way Mike Francesa acted for sports. So then he leaves. He makes his big production. He's gone. He's leaving. And he doesn't know what I'll be. I'll be back at some four, but although it'll be, I'm not gonna say. It comes crawling back, and like three months later, he's going back to WFAN, same place he left, same slot, same place. This guy's like this guy is no different than it's like Ozzy, like saying it's his farewell tour, and then he's back again. How can we miss you if you don't leave? That's what I say. You know what I mean? How can we miss you if you don't leave? When I was gone for a year, did you miss the show? Absolutely. And then when you heard it was coming back, were you just like, oh, goody? Yeah, I was ecstatic. But it's also because I didn't do no podcasts for a year. I was nowhere to be heard. I wasn't bothering everybody with, the with oh, maybe I'm going to come. Who knows? We'll see. 
Then you come back three months later. I let the thing rest. Then I went and did some podcasts to warm up for the thing. It was like tomato cans. It was like they, they was doing tomato cans, like like tune-up fights for the best show. I was going on podcasts knocking everyone out. I was ready for the big show. And three weeks later, my uh, father dies. But that's uh, neither here nor there. I'm not going to get some of what this is about tonight. It's about uh, uh, Mike Francesa, who my father did not like either. My father did not like Mike Francesa. You know who he really didn't like? Craig Carton. I the, the One of the regrets I have is that he is not here to see Craig Carton is in jail. That is one of the things I wish I could tell my father. Hey, Dad. Like, if I could t- talk to him, I would say, Hey, Dad, I miss you. Five seconds later, I'd say, And Craig Carton is in jail. Then I'd say, oh yeah, and here's the other stuff with my fam, with the rest of the family. Like I would get to that next after I heard, quickly told him that Craig Carton was in jail. So yeah, so this Mike Francis, what do you make of this? I think he just couldn't deal with the fact that he was off the air. He needs a platform to be a huge gas bag. And he just missed it so much. Now, who are we talking about? Me or Mike Friends? Are you back <laughs> on me now or who? Uh, no, the anti you. That would be Mike. Oh, that's sweet of you to say. And apparently he peddled his services to other stations around New York, according to the New York Post, and nobody would take him. So he begged his way back to FAN, apparently at a huge pay cut. I love, I love the idea that this bum blows it like that. It has to come back at a pay cut. Because they put this show together to take their place. That show made no sense. That was like, they found three people, they threw darts at a dartboard and just hit names. But who cares? It's sports radio. It's the worst thing. All they do is say, dude, this is what's going to happen in the game tonight. And then you know what happens? They play the game and something completely different happens than what they said. And then they come on the next day and they go, well, this is why that happened. They act like, they, <laughs> they act like their prediction was right. They tell you why it happened. It's like, yeah, I know it happened. You were wrong about your prediction. You know what you're talking about. This is what's going to happen tonight. Something completely different happens, and then they just come on and act like experts. Like They're like weathermen, right? They're worse. At least weathermen have some value. Do they? Really? Well, they do. They, they, they get it. They, they get every storm half right and half wrong. It's like a coin flip. Dudio comes in here. This guy Dudio, who used to work on the show, <laughs> no, he's just away for a, a couple weeks. He's on assignment. Um, he, I'm saying that because I know he's listening. I'm teasing. I love you, Dudio. I love you. We love you. We miss you. We Mike misses you the most. No, um. But he's like, yeah, check. He had this thing, Weather Boy, where he's like, let's see what Weather Boy says. What? Weather Boy? First of all, it sounds sleazy. <clears throat> but then he would check this out, Weather Boy, and he'd be like, yeah, Weather Boy says we're going to get two feet of snow. And then we get four inches of snow. Be like, yeah, hey, well, duty, a Weather Boy, uh, Weather Boy was wrong. I like Weather Boy on the show Atlanta. You ever see Weather Boy? 
I have not. So he's the he's the route paper boy, not weather boy. So um. Yeah, so this Mike Francesi, he's a, he's a, he's a flop. He's crawling back. It's great when you see a windbag completely humiliated by the universe. And, uh, he still is a winner in life because he's got piles of money for no skill set. He has no skill set other than to sit like a, uh, like a bump on a log and watch, uh, the Yankee game. Like that's his skill set. He watches a Yankee game and then talks about the, the Yankees the next day. There's people who do that all the time. You just slap a hard hat on their head, and you give them a, a pneumatic drill. <laughs> they talk about the Yankees too, but but they actually create something. Like but buildings. they actually yes, they actually improve the world in some way. The other thing Mike says that there was a conspiracy to keep him off the air. Conspiracy, yeah. Here it comes, yeah. The the uh, the the Illuminati. Yeah. The Right, yeah. Here they go. They're stopping. Finally, finally, they they uh, they they decided in their 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 power meeting that they're gonna uh, block. Let's block Mike Francesa from coming back to the radio. Right? What's that? What's this guy think? Conspiracy? What a clod! Not that I would ever tune it in anyway, but knowing he was off the air. Made the airwaves a better place. Yeah, not that you could you could even just sense it that it was better, right? Yeah, it just felt cleaner. His absence made the world better. Yeah, he's bad. There's people that make the world a worse place in little 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 increments. Sometimes people do it in big steps. Sometimes people do it in little steps. He does it in little steps. He he, he also insisted that anybody who had an opinion about sports that he didn't agree with was an idiot who cares it's like you subscribe it's like why is he subscribed to the, whatever that guy says who cares yeah well here's what i say about you i think you're an idiot i think you're an idiot mike right this guy's more interested in his snow plow or whatever a snow blower he's done more time he's, the only time he sounds excited on his show is when he talks about uh, getting to work as snow blower there's a YouTube video of him falling asleep during the show. Oh, I've, I've seen, seen that. it about 150 times. Yeah, yeah it's a great off. one. Yeah. And just imagine this. This guy is supposed to be the gold standard of this medium of sports radio. This is the gold standard. And then it's like, who's his competition? It's Michael K. This guy is just, just as bad, but even less interesting. He's just a little bit less obnoxious, but probably equally arrogant, just not as in your face. He talk, oh yeah, oh yeah, the the uh, the the Mets are going to win tonight, and then they lose. Well, I'll tell you why the Mets lost. It was their <laughs> pitching. Oh, oh, was their so? Oh, so you piece together that their pitching is why they lost? Yeah, I, I thought I I kind of figured that also when I saw the Mets uh, pitcher give up five runs. I kind of figured their pit that it might be the pitching also. Yeah, he he has a lame interview show on the Yankee Network, I think. All right. Thank you for the call, my friend. Have a good evening. Good guy, good guy, right? You like that guy, Mike? You pumped about Francesa coming back? Anyone have more egg on his face than Mike Francesa coming back? He's up there. That's up there. 
Do I have to go back to the same station? Imagine if I went back to WFMU. Look, I would go back. If, I, if it made sense, I'd go back. But I feel like I played that hand. I did that already. Yeah, I never said. I, look, I love WFMU. Unlike Mike Francesa, I love WFMU. I, I consider myself a part of that family. But it's like I did that, and now I'm doing this. And when this is done, then we're done. I'm not going to figure some other thing out. What am I going to do? Some other thing? No, we're done. We're done when this is done. We're done. I'll never see you again, Mike. The second this ends, that's it. I'll say, thanks again, Mike. And I'll say, see you on the other side. Who else is good here, Mike? Okay. Best show. Hey, Tom, it's Morty from Lower West Newbridge. How are you? Good, good. How are you tonight, Morty? I'm good. I, I, I have a contribution for, for the, the topic. For the topic, which is sticking the landing. Yes. Yes, okay. I I hope this translates. So, basically, um, this is back in my punk rock days, and I'm I'm walking down the street, and I've, I've got a, a, a T-shirt on, and it says... New Jersey hardcore, you know, like New Jersey hardcore punk. And so there are these two cops on the, on the sidewalk, too. And one of them sees my shirt and he goes, hey. And I turn around and, and he points to the shirt and he starts to read New Jersey hardcore. But he only, for whatever reason, he only says New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And he goes, New Jersey. What's that? And I go, it's a state. Okay, that's a good one. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a those, good one. Those good two one. guys, those cops, uh-huh. they grabbed me and they took me in the in the alley. Yeah. They beat the S out of me. Well, so this one is less successful than... Then uh, I, I initially it sounded because you got there were there were repercussions on this. I got hided, but I still say the actual burn stands. Do you think that burn should stand? I'm going to say yes. That burn stands as a burn. You stuck it. You found the perfect zinger to say back, and then but, they stuck me hard. Yes. Then you got. They had the last word. They kind of did, yeah. And they had the last laugh because they, let's be honest, they were laughing while they were doing it. Yeah, so then that, that's what that comes down to. I'd say, yes, you, you, you stuck the landing, but then they had the last laugh. That's right. Yeah. So, you win some, you lose some, right? Um, yeah, you win some, you lose. That's a good, that's a, a good philosophy. Thank you. Hey, I know you have a, have a packed show tonight, but I just wanted to tell you um, how much I loved that interview you did on um, Danny Bonaduce's Getting Down with the Deuce podcast the other day. Um, getting down, da- I don't, I don't think I was on Danny Bonaduce's podcast. You sure it was me? I'm sure it was you. Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of podcasts. Wait, I think I did call in. No, that was... 
That wasn't Danny Bonaducci, though, was it? Maybe, maybe it wasn't his show. It was definitely one of those Partridge Family related podcasts. Anyway, I was on a show with uh, with with the kid, the drummer kid. I was on his podcast. Okay, I got it wrong then. It's called the Drummer Kid from the. It, it, it's called. It's called. Oh, it, it, it's called the Chew with Chris Number Two. I was on that. Yes, I did. That's about, what it was. I I'm was sorry, on. I'm having a, I had a brain f. I guess I was on that for about four hours. Yes, and and I'll tell you, I thought I knew all about your pizza and cookie preferences from being a religious best show listener. Uh huh. But that interview took it to a whole new level. Yeah, I, I, we sure did talk about pizza a lot to where I wasn't even sure if I liked pizza anymore because we were talking about it so much. Right, right. You know the thing where you're talking about, you're just like, wait, do I, why do, why do I, am I talking about something in this, like this analytically? It's just something that you would eat. You eat on a whim pretty much and now you're just overthinking it. Yeah, like you eat in a, in a rush, like, oh, it's let wind me, food. Yeah, I'm like, let me go grab a slice. Yeah. You know, you ever just say, like, let me go grab a slice? Not out loud, but I certainly think it. Okay, I do say it out loud. Right. Now, when you, when you say, like, when you get that, that hankering for a slice of, uh, or a piece of Sicilian, do you say, I want to get a slice, or do you say, I want to get a hunk? I say hunk. I say slice. I still Ooh. say slice. Okay. A hunk. Well, that that seems like it would not be, like, that the shapes might vary. Like, a hunk seems like they don't use a pizza cutter. Right, they just tear it off like a pizza mound or something. And you almost get what, like, you could really clean up and get something, like, more than you should get, or you could really lose out also. I, I, I thought I was getting a hunk, and I cut a, a pizza pebble. Yeah. And then that's like the risk, I guess, that you do when you order a hunk style. That's right. Buy the ticket, uh, take the ride. You get your, you, you get what you get, right? Yeah, that you get you you buy the ticket at the pizzeria, and that's right. you, you ride the ride. You know they don't do that anymore. They don't sell tickets at pizzerias. They don't. I sure don't. Um, those are the those are the good old days. They were. Hey, so the one thing about the interview I found especially interesting is that. You said your most prized possession is one of those original objects from Led Zeppelin's Presence LP, that little black, what's it called, like an ob obelisk? Is that what those yes, are called? Obelisk, or obelisk. the object, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's something I had wanted for a long time and then finally got a hold of one of them. How'd you get it? May I ask? If it's secret, don't tell me. No, no. Someone, someone knew I was looking, and they they had a friend of a friend who was selling one, and then they um they uh, put me in touch. And I guess, long story short, I I bought it. Heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard you wanted to buy an object. That's that the, was the original working lyric for for that song by Ario Speedwagon. It was about her, about someone buying an object. An object, and of course it was a, a dirty object, so they couldn't actually say what it was. That that album, High Fidelity, was originally supposed to be Triple X. Well, the cover is seems very naughty, right? Album covers had a very 
there there was a point where someone must have just said, "Hey, let's make album covers super dirty." <laughs> like there's just like one day where it was like, "What if these things are dirty?" Right. Like, what's the first dirty album cover? Maybe, uh... Is it an Ohio Players record? I was going to say one of those, one of those Bing Crosby records, because uh, he wasn't wearing pants a lot of the time. You see him from the, the waist up. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, he was sick. So he but was yeah, like... yeah, those Ohio Player records, yeah. So he was bottomless on those Bing Crosby... Well, they called him Bottomless Bing. Don't you remember that? I don't. I was not a huge Bing Crosby fan. Oh, I just got into him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sounds like He's you, great. Sounds like you found a different entry point. I did, yeah. Kind of late in life. Yeah. And also, something else maybe spoke to you about the the something different than what spoke to all of America. Well, I wanted to know what's going on down there. Yeah, that's that's a different way in on Bing Crosby. All right. Um, hey, so in the interview, you said that you have the object on, on display in your house. Yes, that that's is that's cool. True. That's cool. I, I I have something that means a lot to me. Um, I I got a signed Mister Show poster that. Uh, uh, Bob and David both, both signed, and, and I, I've hung it in my TV room, and I just get such a joy being able to sit and watch my Mister Show DVDs, and then look up right over the TV, and there's that signed poster. Mm-hmm. That's Pretty cool. cool. That's a, Where do you keep the object? Oh, um, I, I have it in my office. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Hey, you know, I'm always curious where creative people have their office when it's in, in their home. Where's yours? What do you mean, where in my house? Yeah. Well, it's it's it, across the hallway, like like it's it, like my bedroom's on the one side, and then the office is on the other side of the hallway. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Wait, what what what's going on no, over there? No, Morty, what was that? Uh, I, I I I accidentally knocked over this. Ceramic Martin Short bobblehead. Uh huh. A Martin yeah. Short bobblehead. That's a, yeah. I I, ha, I actually have one of those as well. Mm. You you have one? Yeah, 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 yeah. A Martin. Where'd you get your Martin Short bobblehead? It was it was hard. Uh, I'm interested in your story for that. Where'd I get it? Yeah. Oh man. Um. I mean, they're very hard to come by. So I, I, I remember how I got mine. You, right. you have... um, I, I, I can't remember. You, you can't remember how you got it. Oh. Hey, so if I was standing right inside your front door, facing inside, the office would—I'm assuming—be on the second floor. Yeah, that's. Because most people's bedrooms, like I think it's like 92% of people who have a multi-story house, their bedroom is on the second floor. Is that, is that safe to say? Um, can I, why, 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 would, why would you ask that? Oh, I just like to get a, a mental image of my favorite stars' homes. It, it helps me appreciate their, their artistry even more than I already do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's an interesting statement. 
You, hey, Morty, you have a dog? What's, what's your dog's name? Oh, I don't have a dog. I, I mean, um, my, my dog's name is, um, it's, it's Rennie, uh, Benny, Benny. What, which one is it? Rennie or Benny? Okay. That's funny. Your dog, I got to say, your dog sounds a lot like my dog barking. Oh, you know, they say that, that most dogs have really similar barking voices. And that's that's why, like, Benji and Lassie had exactly the same bark. No, I've never heard Benji and, Benji and Lassie do, don't have the same bark. They certainly did. They certainly did. I've done my research. Now you do yours. Hey, Morty, I'm, I'm going to just ask you one question. Shoot. Um, and I can't believe I'm kind of asking this, but are you are you in my house? What? No! How dare you ask that? What, what kind of person do you think I am in your house? Well, I mean, I just had to ask because it's a very... Well, wanting it's not a crime, but breaking in to get it is definitely a crime. Well, now you're nitpicking. Oh, no! Tom, your dog is really scaring me! He's looking at me like I'm a bowl of chuck wagon! Hey, Morty, get get out of the house. Get out of my house. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'll get out. No! Oh, no! Wait, what? What's going on? Your dog chewed off all my clothes. Chewed off your clothes? Yes, every stitch in one little bite. F this noise. I'm jumping out your window. Oh, no. What? Oh, no, I'm stuck. How are you stuck? The window shut on my feet. Oh, no. Now I'm hanging nude from your window. Is your back against the house? No, my back is, yes. All my goods are on full display. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's so weird being upside down like this. Will you come get me, please? No, I'm not going to come get you. Please. just let Mike finish the show. No, get out. Fall. No, I'm, I'm trying to get out. I can't get out Just now. Fall. I'm not going to fall. Are you kidding me? Please come get me. No, I'm not going to get you. Get out. Well, I guess I'm just going to hang here until you get back. Hey, I saw you posted some photos the other night. Uh, you saw Carl Palmer? Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. I went to, uh, I saw him do a concert in, uh, in New Jersey. Yeah. What was that like? Um, interesting. Interesting. It was, uh, it was at a middle school, of all things. Like a junior high? Yeah, yeah. It was in an auditorium at a middle school, but it was, it was exciting. He was, he was, uh, very enthusiastic. 
The drummer from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, still out there doing it, huh? Wow, who was there? You must have been like the youngest cat there. I was at the lower end of it, yes. A lot of, lot of old timers coming out. Did he, did he have this, the, the metal drum kit? He had a very practical drum kit. Like a, He had a couple small gongs on either side. <laughs> Only a couple. Two small ones, I guess it's less, I guess at this point you do two small ones, it's better than one big one. I, 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 I never thought about that. I guess that's probably true. Yeah. Hey, are you following this Ronnie Jackson stuff, drama today? Ronnie Jackson? What is that? Yes, now? Dr. Ronnie Jackson, pardon me. What is that? He's, he's President Trump's physician. No, I, I, I'm a little behind on that. Well, he, he got he got appointed. Uh, he, Trump wanted him to, to be the head of the of the VA, and, and now all this stuff is coming out from his past, and, you know. And he's he's going to sink uh, quick, I think. But mm-hmm. Doctor Ronnie Jackson wasn't that a character Elvis played in in that movie Double Trouble? Yeah, I think he was the. Uh... He was kind of like a doctor by day who wanted to be like a race car driver at night. That was it. All right, I'll be, um, how about if I'm like a, uh, a wannabe race car driver and you're Dr. Ronnie Jackson in that movie. Okay. Can we riff? I love when you do your voices. Oh, let's, okay, let's try a scene. Hey, do, hey, Dr. Ronnie Jackson. I think it's so cool that you're a doctor by day and at night you drive. Do you ever worry that you're going to get hurt? Uh, No, 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 I don't, ma'am, man, no. I just try to drive and just uh, get out there behind the wheel. It's the only time I feel free after I'm working all day in the operating room. Then I get out on the racetrack at night, which I guess it's weird that I drive a car at night. Well, I guess it depends if you have lights. Do you have lights, Dr. Ronnie Jackson? Yeah, yeah. I was able to uh, take some of the money I got from my uh, from my career as a as a doctor and install lights around the local racetrack. And it reminds I could do me this all night. I, think it's I, think, I, I do think you're brilliant at, at your voices. Oh, that's sweet of you to say. Yes, well, yes. It reminds me of a song. We gotta win this race. Is that <laughs> that's, it? Oh, that's uh, Eddie Murphy doing the when he did that uh, routine. He also did another song. You remember what that song was? Yeah. Lemonade, that cool, refreshing drink. That's right. Yes. <laughs> you. you know hey, that. are you watching Westworld? I'm. I'm not really watching it. I'm thinking about getting on board with it. Are it you? starts again on on Sunday. Are you watching it? I watched the other seasons. Yeah, it's scary, though. It's a little too scary for me. You get a little scared? I don't like robots that look like humans to the point where you don't know if they're a robot or a human. There's a there's a, a, a thing with that that throws people. What is that thing called again where it's the the, the point where you're not sure if a, a robot... Oh, the tipping point. No, it's not that. Um, it's where where, like, a robot looks a little too much it's it's like it gets a little too close to being a human and it freaks people out then i'm i'm forgetting what that's called but there is a scientific thing for when a robot gets more real more real more real and then just it's upsetting that the robot is a little too real oh it's robot pneumonia 
robot pneumonia. I, I don't think know it is, right? I don't think it's robot pneumonia. It no. could be. Hey, Tom, I'm going to be really honest. Yeah? I'm about to black out because I'm hanging upside down nude. Yeah, I was wondering about that. We were talking yeah. about Westworld, and I thought, I kind of forgot for a second that you're hanging nude out of my office window. It's hard to forget it. And I mean, what what a way to, to end up on my wedding day, right? I'll tell you. This is your wedding day. It is, yeah. Well, I, I I would think you'd on your wedding day you might be more concerned about things other than stealing stuff from people's offices. Not if you promised your bride to be that her big wedding gift was going to be one of the objects. Well, um, that is probably something you shouldn't have promised. I don't need to be scolded when I'm hanging upside down nude from your own window. Yeah. Good night. I'm still going to scold. Oh, okay. I hung up. Interesting. Interesting to get out of my house. I hope he, I hope he falls. I hope, he's not, I hope he doesn't get hurt. Just want him out, though. Who's good here, Mike? Anyone? One. Beshow, hi. Hi, Tom. I've got a couple of suggestions for best band names never used. Well, first of all, let me say to you, uh, to, to, to whom am I speaking? This is Mark from Woodchuck Hill. Mark from Woodchuck Hill. Yes. There's no such place as Woodchuck Hill. Where's Woodchuck Hill? Sure. It's, it's a little hamlet southeast of Syracuse, New York. A hamlet? Yeah. Okay. So, is it, so are you fancy? You live in the woods there like a fancy guy? Uh, you could say, say it's fancy. I think Stephen Page is in the neighborhood. Would you a gentleman woodsman or something? <laughs> gentleman farmer. So you're in the woods, right? Yep. And you're out there. You got your uh, your cabin, I'm assuming. You're in some sort of fancy cabin, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, you tell me. I, mean, I don't. If, if it's not true, then no. please correct me. No, these these are these are stick built homes with mm-hmm. you know frames and shingled roofs and a hearth and a threshold. Mm-hmm. So, what is the thing you want to say? You want to talk about band names that best band names never used? Like what? Well, you're, no. bring, you're bringing your own topic to the table now. Yeah, yeah. The topic I put out there is not good enough for you. You got you got your own agenda tonight. I was I was trying to find something for sticking the landing, and I I didn't. Well, let's hear let's hear it. Let's hear. It. I want to let quick. you continue. Okay. Go by all so means. The first yeah, one, a, a abandoned van, and think of a cross between the Del Fuegos and the Beat Farmers. Wait, a band that's a combination of Del Fuegos and Beat Farmers? What? That, that's what that's what abandoned van would would uh, abandoned van. Abandoned van. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and the last one is uh, LSD graffiti spree, and I'll let you come up with what that is a combination of. LSD graffiti spree. I, I would never. That's the worst band name I ever heard in my life. It's a wor- <laughs> It's. 
look, I'm I'm on your side, my friend. I support you, but I I must condemn that band name. That's not that's not uh that's not the good stuff. I expect more of you out in Woodchuck Hills. Okay, well we'll try again another time. Yeah, well you can do it again. I believe in you. I believe in you. You got it in you. That. It's like that song. You got the music in you, right? That song. Don't give up. One song left. You can do it. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, also, speaking of music, I should have mentioned at the top of the show we heard uh, we heard a song by uh, Mr. Heavenly from their album "Boxing the Moonlight." We heard "Beatdown." Uh, album came out last year on. Uh, uh, on the, uh, polyvinyl label. And that's our friend Nick Thorburn, who was in studio last week. Very exciting. Very great album. Take another call. Then we'll bring in Marina Franklin will come in. Best show. Hi. Sorry, Tom. Um, this is Kat from Raleigh. Hey, how are you? Um, I'm hanging in there. I've had a pr- pretty good, um, Past couple of weeks, although I'm actually getting into the home stretch of, uh, I've got this big nasty test up in a few weeks where I have to pass in order to like, it's the most important test of my life so far. The big test is coming up. And how long, how long does the big test take? Is this a... It's a multi-day test. I'm going to have to, over four days, I have to write a big essay per day. So you're in class for how many hours for this? How how long is each day? Well, each one's 12 hours, but thankfully I can do it at home. I just need to, like, make sure, like, Sid doesn't, like, mess up my keyboard or anything. Well, that's an endurance test. That's an endurance test. Are you ready? Have you, is this it? This is the moment now, Kat. You're coming down to, this is, you've worked toward this. This is, this is exciting. Yeah, and I mean, like, I've been feeling more confident. Like, I I had some practice questions that I looked at, and for the first time I felt like I can do this rather than I want to run very far in the opposite direction. Yeah, you can do it. This is what you've been prepping for. This is like that Phil Collins song. You've been waiting for this, the whole uh, whatever that thing is. You've been waiting for this moment for all your life. You mm-hmm. can feel the test. Coming in the air tonight, right? <laughs> the only thing you better do is... Better well, bring, I do kind of feel like I'm drowning. <laughs> you better bring a pen. And that's the whole thing. I'll say this. Me and Mike, we're going to go to the boardwalk. We had plans this summer. We we're going to go uh, bully people on the Jersey Shore boardwalk. Um, we decided against that. We're putting a team together. We're going to hunt for the for the in-the-air tonight killer. Me and Mike, we're going to put like a team, like kind of like a, a, a like a, a suicide squad kind of situation, like uh, kind of like the, the the kind of half suicide squad, half expendables. <laughs> and we'll go out, and we're going to catch the guy who Phil Collins. Phil Collins will have to be a part of this because he saw the guy, but then the guy got away at the concert. <laughs> he ran down the aisle. The thing Phil Collins doesn't talk about is he ran down the aisle when Phil Collins started doing Susudio. That's when he escaped from the concert. 
So we're going to piece it together. Me, my, who should we get on this squad, Mike? Mike left. He's not even interested in it. What? You want Dudio on the team. He wants Dudio, so it'd be me, you, and Dudio. Yeah, this guy's not, we're not catching this guy. I can feel already. This guy's going to, we're, there's no way we get this guy. If that's the, if that's the squad. Right? That's not, it's, it's not exactly a suicide squad. That's a slowly fading away squad. Slowly giving up on life squad. So when is this test? Next week? Oh, no, no, not next week. It's in, it's in mid-May. I may very, I mean, it's like three weeks away. And then, but what's nice is immediately after that, my parents and I are going to Europe for two weeks. See, you've got it. You've got the, you've got the thing all lined up. Now you just have to go do the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a big daunting thing. What you have to do, Kat, is check that alarm clock. First of all, make sure the alarm clock has batteries in it. Secondly, uh, mine's electric. Okay, well then you're covered with that. Make sure the electric bill's covered, and you're good to go <laughs> with the alarm clock. Then you need to make sure you have sharp pencils. Ready? Oh, well, I actually am writing it on my computer. Okay, so you, so forget the pencils. Well, yeah, I'll need to take notes. So yes. So yeah, so you look, you're good to go. You just make sure this computer just back the computer up every once in a while. Maybe run a diagnostic on it. Make sure this thing's not going to run slow. Make sure there's no apps draining your power. And then you're ready to go. Thanks, Tom. Now, I do have something for the topic, though I might need to bend the rules a tiny bit. Hold on, Mike. Can we bend the rules a tiny Mike said yes. Mike said yes. Okay. Because like what I did, because it was something that I did rather than something I said. Okay. It didn't need words. It was an action. Well, that's not bending the rule. That still falls within the rules. You stuck no, the Yeah, because, like, the la- okay, the last time I called, it was about, unfortunately, I'm going back to the well of, like, people being awful to me in high school, but this time I emerged triumphant. Please. Those wells can be deep. Yeah. So you emerged triumphant. Let's hear how you emerged triumphant, how you stuck the landing. I want to hear this, cat. Oh, yeah. So what happened was my high school had, like, a, a little convenience store where you could buy snacks and stuff during lunch. So, and I usually just sort of like got fed up of having my mom pack me the same lunch every day, and I would just sometimes trade my sandwich away and go get some chips or something or a candy bar. They had ice cream sandwiches, too. Those were nice. But, like, I was waiting in the line for the convenience store, and then this just jerk guy grabbed me by the arm, like, because he thought it would be funny, like and, and like hollered to his friend, "Hey, check out my girlfriend!" And then, by pure instinct, I turned right around and put an elbow on his solar plexus, and his friends all laughed at him. Did he double over? Like, Ooh. yes, he did. Well, I gotta say, Cat, you stuck the landing on that. Mm-hmm. You sent uh, that uh, that uh, jerk to the floor. <laughs> you, you made him eat some cafeteria floor. <laughs> that is the definition of sticking the landing cat. Oh, thank you. You did it. You stuck the landing and you stuck that creep and that's it. Good. 
And the funny thing is that, like, even though I've had to take, a, like, a prolonged break from it because I had surgery earlier this year, mm-hmm. I've been in, like, I hope to get back to it soon. Like, I've been in martial arts classes, and I've had, I've actually learned that exact thing I did by pure instinct. It's just an attack. And I mean, I've always proudly told the instructors that, like, hey, I've actually done this before yeah. so in real just, life. It was in you. That move was yeah. in you. I, and I got very sharp elbows. That's good. They worked for you. Those sharp elbows, you, you put them to use. Mm-hmm. Well, Kat, you are kicking the topic off on a bold note. And Woo-hoo! I'm going to bring my guest in now. And I say okay. to you, you're going to get you go get ready for your thing. You make sure the, the computer's not, uh, you, you can't, you don't have to, um, is, it a, is it a Mac or a PC? You need to it's defrag. a brand new Mac. So you don't have to defrag. There's no defragging to do. You don't defrag a Mac. But you uh, can just so you check. You make sure it's a, it's good to go. Just no, no, just check the batteries on it. Yeah, yeah. All right. I will talk to you later, Kat. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I might call once more before the test just because I you are like the best confidence booster. Well, you call. It's that simple. Okay. I'll talk to you later. All right. All see right. you, Tom. Bye. See, I go, bye. That's not it. That's not the fair. That's not the, it's, bye, bye. That means we're done forever then. Forever. Did you order pizza, Pat? Going to. You're going to. They're planning the pizza. I love it. The discussion is underway. It's like a real, uh, here comes Marina. The long walk. I could hear the squaw, the, the squeaking of your shoes. How are you? What's that now? My phone charger. Oh, hold on, I gotta go into my bag now. Right when Marie's Marie's never been on the show before, Pat. Now she sits down in the chair. I gotta go into my bag, pull my little my little electronic cable bag out of my bag. Look at this. Get this. No, and then I gotta get this because you gotta be able to plug the charger in. Alright, here you go. Here's the charger. Yes, that's a long one. I built that cable myself. It's very difficult to do. I ordered no, it's not hard. I ordered (laughs) part. Marina Franklin, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you for coming here. It's been so long, we've tried to figure this out for a long time. I know, like a year? I know. Two? It seems like it, but now you're here finally. I am. The wait is over. (laughs) What's that, Mike? What are you moaning about? How is it out there? When you're sitting out there, it's like, what's Mike doing? Is it a little odd? It's a little, it's like waiting it's like waiting. It's like waiting for like a doctor's visit. Okay. When you hear him like on you the... don't know what's going to happen. Okay. But when he's screaming <laughs> the calls, is he nice to the people? Yeah, he's very nice. Okay, good. Yeah. I've had some complaints. Really? Yes. No, he's very nice. You hear that, Mike? He just Mike? says hello. Well, some people complain. They said they said he was giving off weird vibes. There's no way. He's very still. You know why there's no way? You're, you're, you're right, Maureen. It's true because I'm making it up. I'm just, I'm just stirring up trouble trying to get you to say something about Mike that isn't happening. See, the best show. Now he's going to sound extra 
kind. Yeah, he's he <laughs> even nicer than he's ever been. Michelle. So, Marina. Yes. At. Not at. It's Marina Franklin. What is your handle? Marina Y. Franklin. As if to ask why am I Franklin. As if. So, you're saying it's yes, I'm Marina. Yes. I am definitely my father's daughter. Marina Y. Yeah. Franklin. Where'd you grow up, Marina? I grew up in Highland Park, Illinois. That's right. Yeah. And then I moved. Moved a lot. There was a lot of moving. All over the place? All over south side of Chicago. So from suburbs of, you know, north suburbs to south side of Chicago to the south suburbs of Chicago. So mm-hmm. very different neighborhoods, mm-hmm. ethnically, culturally, financially, all and, of it. And how long were you there for? Like, how, how does that intersect with you starting comedy? Oh, well, I didn't start there. It, it just made me who I am. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, did. <laughs> I didn't even know. But I, I, it's really like I was there until I could leave, like for college, mm-hmm. where I could escape. So until I was 20, 21, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, started doing comedy after graduate school, okay. after I got my master's. What in fine arts. In fine arts. Yeah, so I really didn't know. I was really doing theater, and I, I didn't know what I wanted to do mm-hmm. exactly. I was singing. I did all types of different well, that's performances. What when you're super talented, you can just go, eh, maybe I'll sing now for a while. <laughs> eh, maybe I'll act now for a while. Oh, maybe I'll try this other thing, stand-up comedy now. The rest of us, we don't have these options. Maybe. I should have just sang, we don't, to tell you the truth. We don't have the option <laughs> to just go like, no, I think I'll do stand-up comedy now. I bet I'm funny also, and I can sing. I know I could sing, and I can act. I could probably do comedy also. That's what it's like when you're talented. I'm stuck here in this, in oh. this corner here. All I can do is talk into this mic. It's the only thing I have, the only skill I have, Marina. It's good talk. Well, you're... <laughs> So you were in the fine arts, and what did you think? Did you, did you think you were going to be a, an actor? Was that the goal? An actor. Yes, I thought it was going to be the thespian of all thespians. Yeah. I uh, I do miss the theater, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did, you know, I, I thought I could do scenes with other people mm-hmm. and actually, you know, I, I did scene study in Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and I would direct Okay. I even taught classes in, at Syracuse. All right. I taught theater classes to intro, intro to acting. So yeah. Syracuse is where you went. That's where I finally ended up. That's right. I started University of Illinois. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, graduate school at Syracuse. What's it like up there? It's like, it seems so far away from It's like it's when people say, yeah, it's New York. And it's like, eh, it's maybe more Maine or Canada. Than New York. Well, that's how unknowing I was. I was like really like Pollyanna kind mm-hmm. of. I told like I remember at graduation at University of Illinois, I was telling everyone, "I'm going to New York City." <laughs> and then I went to Syracuse, and uh-huh. I saw just a lot of snow. And then you were just like, "Wait, <laughs> how many hours away is New York City?" Yeah, yeah. I can't get there. Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah, so you could get out to. Uh, yeah, but Syracuse is a nice city, but it's not it's not New York. It's city. not New York. It, I thought I was going to see like, you know, violence and mm-hmm. the streets. Yeah. And up there, what is it? Snowball fights. It's just fight? snow, like high snow and mm-hmm. and, you know, I was hockey. basically on the yeah, hockey and there's the Carousel Mall. Mhm. 
Yeah, they have the, the that's like the biggest small in America, one of them. Okay. Yeah, so that was like the exciting thing. So instead of the Empire State Building, <laughs> you went and went to go see the the pretzel factory over at the Carousel <laughs> at Mall. At the Carousel Mall. Yeah, you're like I heard that the that the uh, that the fat burger has a. <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper now. Oh, wait. Dinosaur Barbecue. That's their claim to fame. Dinosaur. That oh, that sounds like the worst food ever. <laughs> dinosaur Barbecue. Uh-huh. Dinosaur Barbecue. I know. It sounds like you're... <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like you're... Because you, you'd be thinking you're just eating... A dinosaur? A dinosaur. It's, even if you know... It's like, look, I know there's no dinosaurs. <laughs> but you... Dinosaur Barbecue. That's... That's spectacularly weird of a name for a it's business. It's their claim. It is the thing. And now it's here in New York. It's in Harlem. There's a dinosaur barbecue. Mm-hmm. And everyone says it. Everyone says that. They go, you know, dinosaur barbecue uh-huh. came from Syracuse. Yeah. Okay. So you were ahead of the, you were just like, yeah, I know dinosaur <laughs> barbecue. Yeah, I'm uh, over it. Yeah. Haven't <laughs> been. Yes, exactly. This is old news for me while everybody else is lining up for dinosaur barbecue. So at Syracuse, that's when you finally tried comedy? Is that when you finally? No. I mean, in a way, you could say. I mean, I would talk to the actors. Syracuse had a really good theater program, and they had what was called Syracuse Stage. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the actors from New York City, the professional actors, would go there and -hmm. work with the artistic director who was at the time. His name was Taswell Thompson, which I was told Taswell was a weird name, but. I never thought it was strange, but he was the artistic director that everyone wanted to work with. Mm -hmm. So some of the actors, I would work with them. Um, I would do assistant directing and I would tell these long stories. Mm -hmm. And one of the actors was like, you just did stand up. You should do stand up. And I was like, eh, you just thought you were just telling a story. Yeah, I was just, I would tell like funny stories about mm-hmm. my grandmother or just experiences. I And he was like, you just did a whole routine. So then it, but I didn't, still, it didn't click. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't until I actually moved to New York City mm-hmm. and was doing like the backstage acting, the auditioning and stuff. And then I was, I said, you know what? Maybe I should do like an open mic sure. and try it. And what is that first thing like when you do that? Because I'll say this. I am happy not being seen by anybody. I'm happy here when no one's looking at me. I'm happy doing writing things. Nobody sees me doing that. I don't like being in front of people. You don't. I don't. You're in front of me now. Well, I'm in front of you, but it's, I'm not in front of 3,000 people. You like? I don't have a mic and I'm walking around in front of a crowd where somebody, anybody could yell anything. But yeah. you, But you... You took that. You you went toward that. I yeah, go away weird. from that. <laughs> so what made you go toward it? Just of being doing these stories now, but in front of people. Well, I think I always kind of went towards it as sort of an escape from being alone with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like I used to even in high school, like I was kind of I was an odd girl or you know, I had like emotion. I was a very emotional teenager. I used to cry. And so I had a, a teacher at the time. Her name was Miss Bird. And she would tell me that I was creative. She was like, you need to use your voice and get your stuff out there. And I would mm-hmm. write these long poems. She was like, this is good. 
And then she, mm-hmm. she kind of channeled me into like, um, writing these speeches. And then eventually I did my graduation speech mm-hmm. and that, that was actually my first performance. And then it became addictive. Okay. And then I would like, say like you felt the call of like, Ooh, like this is speaking to me. Yeah. It was waking. It was like the, the way I could move a mm-hmm. crowd. Mm-hmm. To go in the there's power in that. There's sure. something about that that's very If you've got the power, wonderful. there's power in it. If you if, if you're good at it, yes. You get demolished. <laughs> you can't go up there covered in sweat like I am. I would I say it was a good first experience, yes. If I go on stage, it's like somebody dumped a bucket of water on my head. I just the sweat starts coming down my I would face. love to see that. Please, I would love to <laughs> It's not happening anytime soon. But it just happened. I can't and I'm not, not even like nervous. It's like, why is my body betraying me? Why am I sweating so you're much? You're supposed to breathe through. But then you have a mic. You're like, I'm going to do that into the mic now. It's not like I'm going to start hyperventilating in front of everybody. So you, what you went? Where was the open mic you did the first time you? Hmm. Did well, that? okay, little. Side, I did take mm-hmm. a class first, which is like okay. the thing you don't want to admit as a comic. Because that's the thing all the comedians go. They, There's no school. You can learn comedy. Either you got it or you don't got it. Oh, yeah. Comics know how to bully you out of doing yes. what you feel like you need to do. Yes. Um, but I was from the school theater, mm-hmm. so I thought, you know, you take a class on acting, you take a class. Mm-hmm. But the class didn't really teach me anything. No. So they were right. But... It did get me up, so like it got me up in front of people, and in the beginning, it's bringers, so it's people you know. Yeah. So the first experience was great because it was people I knew supporting me, mm-hmm. and then this experience after that—that's the, the one. That's the that was everybody. the reality. Everybody's story seems to be the same, where they're like, "I went up, and the first time it was fun. Everybody was laughing, and then they go, then I went up the second time, and then I ate it hard, <laughs> like." I don't have, I don't think I could do that one. Can I go to the third one past the second? Can I go no, from the first one? You, you always can't? go back to the second one. That's the thing. <laughs> that, in in years of doing comedy, there's the second one is still with you. You're still just like, well, I guess I'm doing the second show of my career again. <laughs> again. This many years in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's so, it's, it's like, because so, you have no control over these people. None. These animals. You don't know who's the 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 goal is or the the focus should be not to think that they're they're um, going to do anything that they're with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You know. You hope that that happens. And how do you get them with you though? Well, you really you should start with a joke that works. That okay. that usually well, that would will... be a problem for me. That with the seems... first joke. Yeah. That I think I'm lost already. But Ooh. you're funny. But I would go up and say something. I would start talking into my shirt. And then they'd be like, <laughs> who else is backstage? Well, that could be a bit. No, I'm, it look, may take a while that for might them take to catch while, yes. on. But I would love it. The comics would enjoy it a great deal. Watching, yeah. Watching in retrospect, we out. would talk about it afterwards. Oh, yeah, it'd be legendary. Yes. Watching the, You'd be in pain, but we would the, love it. That's <laughs> what I can't. See, this is the other thing. I used to go watch comedy all the time, right? I would go to this the place down on Ludlow that's gone now is a Luna Lounge. Yeah, I went show. there. You went there and did the Monday night show was eating it. Yeah, I did eating it. You did a eating few it? times, yeah. I'm trying to think of maybe I saw you then because I used to go every week to eating it and you would see like 
like Mark Marin would be there like every single week when he lived in New York. That was like the place that he just, you, it was almost, it was almost like getting an update in where his career or life was. He would just be like, well, things are bad this week <laughs> now. He'd be like, Oh, well, Mark. those were the rooms that like I loved when I first started because I wasn't in a comedy club mm-hmm. and those rooms allowed me in. So it was yeah. eating it, surf reality, collective unconscious Mm -hmm. and that scene was very bizarre because they weren't all doing stand-up sometimes they would do poetry and sometimes they would just do some get on stage naked and dance and whatever was artistic for them and then i thought oddly it was such an odd scene and i felt like i fit in Mm -hmm. and i didn't know what to do with that either but i liked it yeah because you're just like i don't know how much i have in common with these other people but somehow this is making sense yeah it fit it fit for me and it was great it was a great place to start and to explore and especially at eating it mm-hmm. i would i would do poems there sure and sometimes they would be serious and mm-hmm. and the crowd was like open to it yeah people would hang with whatever you were trying and uh like one time I was there, and the thing that I think I'm still haunted by I was there, and Nick DiPaolo was oh, on stage. Gosh. And I, it was winter. Mike, how many times have you heard this story? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> it's still, he's heard it, Mike. So I'm there in my winter coat, and he starts making fun of my coat. Oh, Jesus. And he made fun of it. <laughs> he's like, man, look at your coat. When are you going to think? Like, it's like, it's, first of all, it's February. What, you, what am I supposed to be wearing here? I'm not wearing some cheap. He's what's he wearing on stage? A cheap leather jacket, like he's like a like a he's playing hood number three in a <laughs> in a movie. Like you're really dressed so much better than I am. And from that point, I was like. And then I went then in L.A. one time went to a comedy thing with my friend and the host, who I'm not going to mention because there's still is still an open wound. This host would not stop making fun of my friend between every. He was emceeing the night. He made fun of my friend so much that people were, like, leaving. Oh. Like, people were just, like, because my friend had a, a mustache at that point that was, like, a big mustache. He kept making fun, and he would not stop. And there's some people out there. They can probably read between the lines. They know who this guy. I never give this guy a two, two cents worth of uh, my my time or interest here. I'll never let this guy off the hook for this. He gets no, he gets nothing from me ever. It's a lifetime ban from this, with this guy. <laughs> Oh. What he uh, watched him do to my friend. People were just like actively like leaving because it was like, oh, this guy's going hard on this. Thank God there were no cameras back then. Yes. Uh, there was. Yeah. No, it was bad. But that's the, th- that's the other thing. These guys all scare me. Why am I, Why are they so scary? Oh, you have why are said they that to so me. They're, 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 not all of them are like that, but they do have. Nick DiPaolo, especially, who I adore, which is odd because mm-hmm. he says some of the, you know, yeah. he's, he's things. He's on the opposite end of the spectrum oh, for. But he's yeah. so loving, too, mm-hmm. at this. Like, he was actually on stage one time at Stand Up New York, and he did not want the audience to like him, and mm-hmm. they loved him uh-huh. for it. It was re- it was like an abusive relationship. Like he's like, I don't want you to like him. We were like, but we love you. Uh-huh. And there was a a black woman in the audience, and he was saying like these really kind of offensive things, and she was dying laughing. And he was like, women. She was like, says, baby, I love you. And he's like, oh, this is not. It's not he how just, I want it to go yeah. down. 
That's but that's when you're truly when you truly are broken as a person and you're just like, I don't want your love. <laughs> don't love me. So like you says things like that. Monsters. That's who were the monsters that run in the shadows. They're like, Rah! Yeah, they and have Frankenstein. Demons. They definitely have demons. We yeah, the stand up comics. They can be tough. They it can be brutal, especially you know I work the comedy cellar, so mm-hmm. that table you you do deal with some you know they the it's table. a lot of teasing. The table, a lot of bullying. Yeah, I just I'm so I'm such a I'm such a cream puff, Marina. You're not a cream puff. I'm soft. I can't. If somebody said anything, I'd probably run out crying into the middle of McDougal Street or wherever that is. And go hide in the French fry place. And they'd the run after you. They'd run after you. They'd wipe your tears. Well, some of these guys, I think I'd be safe running from. I don't know how fast <laughs> some of those guys are. I think I'd be able to get a good lead on a few of those guys. It is not exactly. Nobody's mistaking that table for a uh, crunch fitness. <laughs> with uh, there's some uh, right, Mike. And Mike doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um. How do you get that thick skin, though, to be able to go into a world that is, it's not easy, look, it's not easy for anybody, but you're going in there as a woman of color, especially now, and it's Ooh. like, you're going to be just like. I just ride the train a couple of times and get, mm-hmm. you know, do the city life, and mm-hmm. then I get my thick skin, yeah. And that just kind of, you're just ready to do I'm it. ready, like, yeah. Like, you're just like, eh, Dealing whatever. with the city life. No, it's it's really just over, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. It takes, I think, the years of doing it, you're just, you know the people who are coming at you in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So you know their buttons, they know, you know, so they they know you know theirs. Sure. So they will tiptoe around it, too. So underneath it, everybody ultimately cares about each other. Yes. And everyone gets their feelings hurt. Okay. They're very sensitive creatures. I I know they try to act like they're not, but there's a lot of apologizing going on after the battles have been fought. (laughs) I've seen it. Sure. I've I've heard the calls after. It's like, ah, man, you know I was joking. Yeah. See, I think the thing is maybe... I'm sensitive on the surface, but underneath, I'm just a hardened shell of a person. <laughs> but they're all hard on the surface, and underneath, they're all just squishy, soft-serve ice cream. Oh, underneath. extremely. Yeah. I'm just a husk underneath my <laughs> underneath my soft exterior. I'm just a burned-out shell, and there's nothing there, Marina, and I don't... There's nothing to there's no nothing to get to when you go past. I can take it all after that. So maybe that's the difference. Now I, this <laughs> this helps me put it in perspective. So Marina Franklin, it's Marina or your website's marinafranklin.com. Yeah, my website's marinafranklin.com, but my everything else is Marina Y Franklin because someone else took Marina Franklin too. Someone beat you to it. Yeah, some hot Brazilian chick. That's how it always goes. There's always a a hot Brazilian, hot Brazilian chick, chick somewhere out there just stealing your stealing your Twitter name. What we're doing tonight, we we were talking about this thing sticking the landing, right? You know when you know the idea of the wit of the staircase. Have you ever heard that? It's the thing when you leave the party and then you're like, oh, I wish I said that. Yeah, thing. It's always they call that the wit of the stick. That you think of it in the staircase on the way out of the party. You're like, oh, that's when the thought hit me. 
So the other day, but once in a while it winds up perfectly and you do the thing. It's like you're in a, it's like you're in a TV show almost. Like you're, like it's scripted. I went to a, uh, coffee shop the other day. I was meeting some, some people I'm, uh, seeing and then, uh, well, I'm not seeing them. I'm working with them. It makes it seem like I'm seeing these people. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to stop rambling on this. I'm online. I'm next. And then this old guy cuts in front of me and goes to the barista at this place. And he goes, you should be ashamed of yourself. This is the worst coffee I've ever had in my life. This is disgusting. He goes, you were <laughs> like, and he, just, he went on for about 30 seconds with it and then slammed the cup down and then walked out. And then I'm next. And then I stepped up and I said, um, yeah, I'll have what he had. <laughs> and then the guy was like, he was confused at first. And I was like, I'm just making a joke at the thing. But it was like, <laughs> it was perfect. But it was, I actually stuck the thing in the moment. Like rather than think of it five seconds, because sometimes it's even just like five seconds too late. It pops into your head or it doesn't come out of your mouth when you need it to come out. Yeah. So Never I'm, does. Yeah. I've thought about this all day. Yeah. Is there any it, it never really sticks for me, but I'm sure that it has. But it's mm-hmm. like it's there especially in New York City, you have so many moments where you just want to come back. Yeah. Because New York is like the comeback city. You know, you yeah. gotta have a line. Everybody's th- throwing heat at each other all day long. It's like you see people getting married in the street. Hey, get a lawyer. Oh. Woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But I, uh, uh, you know, I've had so many stories, but I, just as of now, I, it's cruel though. Mine's really cruel. Is that okay? Sure. It's, it's, and it's kind of dark. I mean, it's not okay, really funny. It doesn't have to be funny. It All could right. Be the, you could land, it's like the knockout. Punch. Okay. Well, it's a knockout, but it, I guess is, it was a long time ago. I was at Macy's. I was shopping, which I don't do anymore. I go online now, but I was trying to find something and I guess maybe like a shirt fell on the on the floor and an old woman came she's like, "Oh, look at you. I now I see how you keep your house. You just drop things everywhere." And it was horrible. It was like obviously Yeah. And I and I didn't even know what to say and then this this woman came over and it, there was a bit of racism there too I could tell from her tone but uh, uh an Indian woman stepped up and she goes ma'am you can't speak to her like that and I and I just looked at the woman and I said that's okay cuz you'll be dead soon Landing yeah, that's, that's a that is look that's a, that's on the rougher edge of things I think it would have been better timed if I had done it before my Indian friend came in <laughs> I'm going to still say you stuck the landing on that Landing. One. Yes. Mike, has this ever happened to you? All right. Well, you, you get I'll bring you in in, a, in a, a little bit to tell. Let's go to the phones, though. Who's good here, Mike? Line one. If you put your headphones on, you can hear the caller. Marina. Besho, hi. Hello. Hello. Pesho, you're on. This is your moment. You're on and you're missing it. They have it on mute. Oh. How is this happening? This is your... 
we went in a, in a there you are. I knew you were I knew you were there somewhere. Hello, hi. Hi Tom. This is Skip from DC. Skip from DC. Yes. You're on with me, uh, Tom and Marina Franklin. Hi Marina. Hello. Um, I had one from uh, that happened to me this week from a topic a couple weeks ago of now I'm the one that everyone's looking at. Okay. Um, I'm a lawyer, and I was in court, in arraignment court, with maybe 20 other lawyers and maybe 100 other people. And there was a new judge on the bench, and she was being very strict, and she wanted to move things along. So she was calling out, trying to ask whose case was ready to go. And I was sitting in the jury box with all the other lawyers, and I uh, stood up to call my case. And when you do it, you try to sort of be authoritative and suave and look like you know what you're doing. And I stood up and said, Your Honor, uh, the state's ready on this one, and started walking towards the trial table and walked out of the jury box, missed a step, uh, and fell, uh, slammed my entire body into the wall. And the, uh, so the entire courtroom's looking at me, and I looked down, and the, we have these sort of milk crate style boxes we carry our files in. Uh, and I have landed on one of these boxes and just smashed it to smithereens. Like there are pieces of plastic literally flying everywhere. And the courtroom gets entirely silent. And in that moment, uh, my decision was, do I fake like I've been hurt? Because I could tell I was fine. Mm-hmm. But do I fake like I've been hurt to, does that make the injury seem less embarrassing? Does it make the injury seem more embarrassing? So I got up and uh, uh, did a fake limp over to the trial table to call my case. Uh, so you pretend you were really hurt. Yes. And, ha- and then, you're, then you're stuck like limping around now for the rest of this court case. Yes, you got yeah, people keep asking me how I'm doing, and I'm, like, trying to trying to play it off because I realize I've made a mistake. Well, what you sh- this is what I would say you should have done in that moment. Okay. You hurt, you, you trip, everyone saw you trip. You should have jumped up and said, I am guilty of, <laughs> of, of not being able to walk or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I think that would have been better than would have been on your side. Everybody would have been on your side, and whoever you were, were you, were you on the prosecution on that? Yes. Yeah, you would have. The, the, what, what are we talking? What kind of trial? Uh, this one was a uh, simple assault. A what? Simple assault. A simple like, assault. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, it's not so funny. I don't want to make fun of simple assault. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You would have uh, him. You guy, you guy would have gotten the chair. <laughs> I don't know. What do you look? That's what that you should have said. That I'm guilty of not knowing how to walk, Your Honor. Right? <laughs> yeah. Do a little dance around the courtroom, and then the yeah. whole jury's on your side. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, well thanks, we'll, 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 Yeah, tighten it up. Tighten it up. <laughs> Can't slip all around the courtroom. <coughs> you ever do jury duty, Marina? I got out of it because I acted like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And I told the judge, I don't believe in the system. Mm-hmm. Your system's corrupt. Uh-huh. And then she put me on the jury. Yeah, and then, of course. No, that you went too hard with it. 
Yeah. And then she was like, you're definitely going yeah. in. Oh, no. You – I think there's a line – where if they see you're trying, you really don't want to be here. Then they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna be." I, I see through that. Like you're just like, I don't. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, like, "This system stinks." Uh huh. I was so rude to her too uh-huh. that she put. She was like, "You're definitely yeah. gonna." And then something happened where the day was over, mm-hmm. and I was so angry, and I walked out, and the guy saw how angry I was, and he just, like, dismissed me. He was like, you're fine. You don't have to come back in. That they just he don't took want, care of me. They don't They don't want, like, a wild card in the mix. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, who? I don't know. Because they, they like to, I guess, be able to figure, like, all right, she at least seems like she'll be able to hear the things in a measured way, and maybe we don't know how she'll, where she'll land in terms of how she, you know, decides on this but they don't want somebody who's just like an absolute like throwing rolling the dice on <laughs> we don't have any idea what she's going to come up with when she gets in there yeah i made a scene you made a scene i did it, people thought i was crazy it almost blew up in your face it uh, with the with yeah. the judge yeah. yeah and i think she made a comment about my purse she was like uh-huh. jealous of my purse or something <laughs> it was a weird we just didn't like each other. Is it a nice purse? It was a nice purse. Uh-huh. She asked me where I got my purse from. Uh-huh. I was like, what does that have to do with any of this? Yeah. Where did you get your yeah. purse from? This is a bad You fit. got it from you, Walmart? You, I get you, mine from Walmart. You and this judge, that's a bad fit. <laughs> so, yeah. Mike ended up on some case for, how long were you on it? Two days. Two, it was only two days? Oh, you made such a production about it. You'd, you'd think you were trying to figure out the Lindbergh baby or whatever you were now he ended up on a thing where somebody <laughs> got run over or something Ooh. and then they came up they met him in a parking lot and he got money and went the other well I wasn't supposed to say that on the air I'm sorry Mike that he got paid off <laughs> <laughs> oops nope yeah whoops a diddly best show hello hey Hey, sorry, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hi, you're here with me and Marina Franklin. Hello. Hi, how you doing, sir? This is uh, this is Bucky from. What's that? I'm now? sorry. I'm putting I'm putting my kid to bed. I'm so sorry. Can I? I'm gonna give me one second or hang up on me, but give me one second. Put your kid. It's like you also didn't have to call. You know, like it's completely optional to call. Like, if you're just like, let me call, and I got to put my kid to bed. Well, don't call. That baby got quiet immediately, yeah. which is strange. That's a weird, yeah. A little too quiet over in that house. Sounds like someone's putting some uh, some uh, spirits in that, uh, in that Hello? baby bottle. Hello. Hi, welcome to oh the show. God. What's your name? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. My name is Bucky. I'm from Peoria, Illinois. Bucky. So we had Skip and Bucky tonight. What is this, the Avengers? Going here? What do you got? No, Bucky. Where are you calling from, Bucky? Uh, Peoria, Illinois. Peoria. How far was Peoria from you, Marina? It's up? far. I think it's four hours, maybe. Okay. I'm not sure. I performed there, actually, recently. Is Peoria close to uh, to uh, closer to Indiana? I can't remember. I can't recall. Well, I think Bucky might be able to answer. How close is Indiana to you, Bucky? Um, it's, so you drive to Chicago, it's about three hours. 
And then you just drive a little further, and you're in like Gary, which is a very nice. It's not a very nice town, but it's a it's a place. Scary Gary. Yes. Home of. Bucky, you can say it. Who's from Gary, Indiana? I've never been there. I'm so sorry. This is the this is that moment, and I don't have it. I'm not telling you now. You're gonna have to find out yourself and call back next week. All right. The Jackson Five. The Jackson Five were from Gary, Indiana. Wow. All five. So what's going on tonight? (laughs) He said all five. All five. No three. No three. Three of them were. Yes, that's right. No, it's like yeah, you're right. Marlon and uh, Jermaine lived in a different city, but the other three. Yes, all five lived in in the same town. Wow. So some had yeah. days off from. Yeah. It's kind of how it works when you're children. You kind of live in the same house. So what? What to what leads you to call the show tonight, Bucky? Um, I had a stick the landing thing. All right, let's hear it. Uh, it was just then when I said all five of them. That might have been it. That might. That have... was pretty good. Yeah, it happened in in call. Your stick the landing moment happened in front of us. I uh, I laughed at the end, and it was pretty inaudible. I do actually have one, but it's not. So you're just you've got not, multiple stick the landing moments. You just did one right in front of us. Maybe you're really good at this. What do you? Well, have? so this this other one is actually a friend of mine who he's passed away, but he's like it's it's one of the, like the greatest like like in your newsletter email. I haven't listened to the show, but your the newsletter email you said it was like you're in a movie. Yeah. And this is like a movie moment. So go ahead. Well, let's hear. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Enough enough right. preamble here. Come on, <laughs> just tell the story. Um. So my friend's name is Tom. Um, I was in Houston, Texas at the time. Uh, I grew up in Southeast Texas, and we were at a party. This was like 2010. We were at a party um, with a bunch of people we didn't know. It was like a friend of his, and it was a bunch of that guy's work friends. And um, like we were there for like an hour, and it's kind of lame. And then we begin to notice that we're kind of like the old guys at the party. We're like, like you know, 24, 25, but we were definitely the old guys. Uh-huh. And it felt like so what kind um, of party was this? It was like just in an apartment, like, like a, chill, like a like cool a part of town. Party? But, Not like a um, party. Just, I mean, yeah, it was like a lot of like, like we've kind of gathered 18 and 19 year olds. Okay. Like there wasn't like a bouncy castle at this party and you're like 25. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that the age gap is not that dramatic. Well, I said it was a lame party. If there was a bouncy castle, it would have been improved dramatically. Uh-huh. So. So you find you realize you're the old guys at a party, yeah. And what happens so, then? Um, so we're we're like thinking about leaving, and like the friend of his that invited us isn't even there. Like he didn't show up, which is really weird. So we were, we were like trying to socialize people we didn't know that were way younger than us, mm-hmm. and um, and there was like a lot of drinking, and we felt very uncomfortable around like underage drinking or what we perceived as underage drinking. Sure. And then, excuse <laughs> me. And then um, some uh, illicit uh, substance, substances sure, okay. uh, began to, uh-huh, so, you know, uh-huh. like, we decided we were going to take off, and we had had a few drinks. We were both, like, you know, like, probably good to drive. I'll say, for the record, good to drive. Um, and uh, But we decided, let's get out of here. This sucks. And we started to load our pockets full of, like, you know, cans of beer. So we figured we were doing them a service by... 
not allowing yeah, the, you're the helping kids to drink. out these underage yeah. drinkers by stealing their beer, right? Yeah, yeah, real. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. So go ahead. Uh, and then superhero, you're... the Avengers, right? Yeah. Um, so we're on our way out, and this is like a nice place. Um, it has like a decorative boomerang on the wall, okay, just... and Tom is in front of me, and he grabs the boomerang off the wall and stuffed it in his the front of his pants. Mm-hmm. And I guess he was going to steal it. Um, he opened the door as he was doing that, and there was a police officer standing there. Yeah. And the <laughs> uh, so you know timing, right? The police officer uh, says, uh, "What have you got there, son?" And he he pulls it out and hands it to the police officer and said, uh, "It's a boomerang." And he handed it to the police officer, and we walked off and we drove home. Okay. Hmm. So you, this sounds more like a, I don't know if that's sticking the landing as much as that's a, uh, a white story <laughs> that might be closer to the idea of, did you say to a cop, Hey, here's a boomerang. <laughs> and then the cop goes, you guys yeah, just go home. That's cute. Yeah. I have yeah, one that's I, similar to that. With a boomerang. <laughs> it turned off differently. Oh, you're, oh let's. All right. Well, th- Mine's look, funny, though. okay, Bucky. Thank you for looking. You did. You did stick the landing in the call when you said all five Jackson five. That was very good. I I should have just ended it there. You, you know, you should have exactly. Sometimes you have to know when to make the exit, right? Like when you're on right. stage, Marie. You know when it's like, yeah, that that was. We're not going any further than that. That I'm leaving on that. Well, I thought the boomerang was in. Well, I was really like going with the boomerang. Like, mm-hmm. what was he gonna say? Like, hey, look, look what I got! Yeah, I got a boomerang for a thing, huh? And then, I don't know why I did that voice. No, Very that, sorry. No, that's fine. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I turned it to. <laughs> I did have. Thank you. Guys. Okay, thank you. Thank Bucky. you. Bye. So you have what happened? I did you? have a. Well, uh-huh. my, no, mine is more disturbing always. Okay. But when I was. In Highland Park, mm-hmm. before they did carpools, when you could walk, remember and you could walk to school because uh-huh. they didn't know people were taking kids, so you would walk to school and you and it was fine. But I had a kid who um, I wanted to show me his thing, and and I, I uh, he stopped me in the in the park, and. I was a curious child, so I was like, sure, show it to me. Mm-hmm. And then when he showed me his, and then he asked if I could show him, you know, him mm-hmm. mine, I ran. I was a really fast runner. I just ran off. Now, my mom had this way with me where she would go, she could tell something was going on with me, so she would test me, mm-hmm. and she would say, "What's what happened today? And I promise I won't get mad at you. Just tell me what happened. And I was like, no. And she would continue. She's like, just tell me. I won't get mad at you. And then I told her, I said, well, this kid showed me, you know, his, yeah. I didn't know what it was he was showing me, by yeah. the way. Cause, uh-huh. you know, as a kid, that, I didn't know what that was. Yeah. I thought it was, you know, sure. huge because I was a kid. Everything's bigger when you're a kid. And so basically, I told my mom that and she freaked out. She called the police and I knew the kid. I didn't know where the kid lived. So the police actually drove us or to the house or uh-huh. she drove us. We followed the police to the house and the, and the kid came out. He had a twin brother 
Oh, wow. So, so the it's... cops were like, well, who is it? Yeah. And I was like, well, tell him to drop down his pants and I can tell you. <laughs> wow. So there's that landing. Yes. You, you've stuck a few different landings. <laughs> yeah. That's. You should just have some Yes. He never did drop those pants, by no. the way. And they got away with it. Yeah. And there was carpools ever since. Yes, ever since. You were the fi- you were the last kid allowed to walk around. Like that story might have been the final kid allowed to walk unattended. Yeah. Yeah. That landing changed lives. No, that did change. That boom. That, the, the, your boomerang story went a little <laughs> differently than the other one. Best show. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. To whom am I speaking? This is Mary from Lansdale. Mary from Lansdale, which is in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. How are you today? You're here with me and Marina Franklin. Hello. Hi. I actually have um, something for the topic. All right. What do you have, Mary? Well, uh, hopefully this story will make sense because it's sort of a linguistic thing. Okay. Um, but I kind of feel like this was sticking the landing for me. Um, so I'm hanging out with my friends years ago, and it's like a Friday, and my friend Jody says, oh, you know, hey, what are you doing tonight? And I go, eh, I'm going to just go to the bar. And my friend Brian turns to me and says something in Hebrew. Okay. Now, I don't, <laughs> I don't speak Hebrew, but I know Brian. So I just kind of look at him, and I answer him in Irish. I say, Pug Mahone. And, what? and <laughs> um, my that? friend Jody looks at, huh? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm stepping on your story. I don't want to step on your story, Mary. No, no, no. <laughs> um, my friend Jody looks at us, and she says, Brian, what did you say to her? And he shrugs and says, well, I, uh, I asked the first question of the Seder. I said, how is tonight different from all other nights? And Jody turns, looks at me and says, well, what did you say back to him? I said, well, in Irish, it means kiss my blank. Okay. I know it's not going to swear on the show. You could and, say uh, the A word if you wanted. Uh, we, look, it's not, not a G-rated show. We just try not to go on. I love that she knows the rules. Yeah. Oh, they all know the rules, Marina. Oof. I've got them all scared. Mary's uh, waking in her boots that she's going to say ass she's terrified yeah. she said i'm gonna ban her for life you could say it say well it, yeah because it kind of loses it. its punch if i don't say it yeah. so yeah basically he says to me in in hebrew how is tonight different from all other nights and i said don't kiss my ass you landed it <laughs> and yeah multilingual yeah I, I feel pretty good about that one that's a pretty good one now you were you at the Super Chunk show? I was. I totally was. Philly, yeah, I was there, and I was. Uh, you didn't see me. I did not see you. In fact, well, actually, here's what happened. My husband thought he saw you, uh-huh. and um, before I could get a good look, um, I actually got intercepted by John Solomon. Yes, our mutual friend. And then you should have you should have just told John to park it. You're going to find me. Say hi if oh, you see me. So I, no one says hi to me at these things. 
I'm usually well, stalking I, I guess... in the corner like a troll at shows. <laughs> well, see, at first, I kind of, we, like, because you were very far away Wait, in my hold on. What's that? Is... You have a cuckoo clock in your house? I, I do. <laughs> I do, yeah. All right. Yeah. The return of the cuckoo. My house is, is cuckoo. It, do you have it? Is it an old cuckoo clock, or is it like an, uh, a, a crazy, ironic cuckoo clock? Um, It's not old, but it is all mechanical and um no it's it's not ironic or crazy i just like things i've always wanted a cuckoo clock mm-hmm. all right well look <laughs> next time you're at a thing your husband sees me say hi i i, I will i didn't see i didn't want to impose Don't, there's no imposing um, again what am i gonna do what am i gonna do to say hi well, but, the, but the irony is the irony is i met john worcester okay and he was he was super nice to me, and I, I was stammering the whole time. So I would have been even worse with you. Ah, that's fine. You would have been fine. <laughs> All right, Mary. You have a great night. You too, Tom. Bye. I love that cuckoo clock. I know. It was four minutes off, though. That's true. Yeah. It's it's 1104. <laughs> <laughs> cuckoo clock. You cuckoo. You go yeah. on cuckoo, cuckoo clock. It's Exactly. Tighten it up, come on. Tighten it up, cuckoo clock. you got to set that clock better. So you have a podcast. Let's say you have a podcast called Friends Like Us. Yes. Which you've had for a couple of years now. About three years. Three years, yes. Weird. And Long time. It's a show where it's you and other, uh, other ladies talking. Women of color. Yes. You can say it. Come on. Okay. You and other women of color <laughs> talking. Ladies of laughter. Yes. You know, the ladies of laughter. It's, it's Chicks Marina Franklin. can be funny. Yes. It's Marina Franklin's ladies of laughter show. No, it's. Hey, this girl, she's about to tell some jokes. It's friends like us and you've been doing it. You talk and it's a, it's a, it's a, I really like the show. You do? Yes, I do. Do you listen to it? I listen to it. I don't, look, there's a million pod, you I know, know there are. There are a million podcasts. <laughs> I try to t- take, I try to check in with everybody and just try to maintain a steady updating thing. And I'll, and I'll go on like little runs with people and then I come back and do another little run with people. That's like, sometimes that's the, the best you can do. You know, you know what you're I mean? You're right. You're like, right. I do the same thing. Yeah. But Friends Like Us, I started it because there were a number of of women of color who were doing comedy more than when I started. Mm-hmm. Like, when I started, I felt like I was the only one. I mm-hmm. was, I really, I was. I mean, the ones like Wanda Sykes, they weren't around anymore. So. No, because they, they went all the way up the ladder to where she's just she she's was doing six, TV yeah, and all the things TV. like that. and. So when I started, I was really the only one that was in, at the Boston Comedy Club and then at the Comedy Cellar. And then, but now there are so many. So when they did the whole Saturday Night Live, we're looking for uh, a woman, a black woman. I didn't understand it because there were so many that I knew that were mm. on the scene. And so I felt like there needed to be some somewhere where I could showcase these women and we could get out our voices and be funny and the podcast just happened out of that. And yeah. then, you know, it's mostly women of color, but once a month we'll have like a man on the month, like a period. Or um, uh-huh. this this month mm-hmm. we had two guys, so it was a heavy flow. Yeah. And, um, so you're and- covered for two months now. We had two <laughs> guys. That takes you to June now. Yeah, but we have fun. We've had like Judah Freelander and Ted Alexandro. And, um, and, we, and we'll have a white on the show. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we've had like Bonnie McFarlane. I'm joking when sure, I say I it like that. Joking. You know, I love the. I love hey, the Mike, lights. you can go on the show maybe. Because Mar- Marina said that they, that she'll have a white on the show. <laughs> By the way, I've dated several white men, like several. The economy was bad. Nobody. But I do have like this thing where we we talk about hot topics, and it's. It's funny because I am getting tired of topic talking about hot topics. The mm-hmm. topics are it's just the same thing every week. It's the same story. So, but it's good because we we do bring it home. We do we have a lot of fun. We're we're funny. Mm-hmm. All that yes. stuff works. Yes. And I'm learning on the show. I'm learning so much more than I ever thought. I I was not as woke as I thought mm-hmm. I was. And you figure things out in terms of that stuff, but then you also find people who are in the same place career-wise, too, and everybody's – because that's one thing I think people don't understand. It's just like whatever – if you're in any kind of line of work with all this dumb stuff, it's like you're like one step away from being like out of it, like out of the thing. Like if if anybody just said like, hey, I'm done, I've had enough, I can't do this anymore – People would be like, oh, okay, well, good luck with whatever the next... Nobody's going to be like, no, please, you need to stay. (laughs) I actually did say this to Artie Lang, and Mm -hmm. he kept me in it. He did tell you. Yeah, well, he kept me in because I I get to those points where I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to quit. I don't really think I need to... I don't think anyone cares I'm going to quit. And he said, Marina, this world would not be good without you in comedy. Well, that's nice. And it was the sweetest thing mm-hmm. ever. That's a nice thing. And that's, well, that's nice. It's nice words you got. But if you were just like, no, no, I'm done, then be like, okay, well, you got to go. If you got to go, you got to go. Like, there's not, nobody's going to start a campaign <laughs> to keep anybody in it. Like, it's such a, te- it's such a tenuous thing to where it's just like, like you don't like if they you, do pull you in though with the comedy scene. Well, if you're in, yeah, but they you get can, they send you these emails for these gigs when you just want to take like a week off. They mm-hmm. go, hey, hey, what about you know? I want to do this benefit. My daughter's has a show. But if you said I'm going to get a job in an office, I can't do this anymore. I need just benefits and that stuff. And you just truly went and like a month later. People aren't going to be out in the parking lot holding signs. No, like, there's not going to be like, any Okay, signs. i got to get my own career going. Because you, you barely have a hold on anything. It ends. It's so quick. It goes away so quick. It's, it's like a flash. So that's why it's nice that you have the podcast. You also get a sense of community career-wise as well as uh, you know socially or culturally or any of the stuff like that. That you also have people who are struggling to get somewhere. Yeah, you, I get to hear a lot of their stories, and and a lot of them are doing really well. Mm-hmm. Like, when I first started the show, a number of the girls that would come on the show, they didn't have anything going on. Mm-hmm. And then they were just, I can't even get them on the show anymore, because they're busy. They're off there in writing rooms. They're, yeah. They're doing very well. Must be nice. And then I'm just still there. I know. That's how it works. <laughs> I'm the rest still, of us. I'm still on that microphone going, yeah. hey. Just like, um, hey, I'm still here. You know, hook me up. Remember? Exactly. Yeah. Remember when we talked in the in yeah. the VIP room with the nice, you know, soundproof yeah. studio? Like, I'm still here. Oh, please, don't tell me that's a story of the thing. And I'm not even complaining about it. It just is. It just is. 
Yeah, it happens. You have you have moments of of silence in this industry that is really quiet. Yeah, when it gets quiet. And you go, well, maybe I need to mop the floor. (laughs) Uh Maybe I need to put that file. I actually put that on my notes. Put the file cabinet in the closet, Marina. That's Uh what you're going to do on Saturday. Just put the file cabinet (laughs) in the way. Put it in the closet. Create some space for you and the cat. And that is, that's a sad Saturday for a comic. When you're just not just like, I don't have a minute to spare with anything. You're just like, yeah, I guess I'll do the file cabinet. I can take my time. I can leisurely move the file cabinet into, uh, into the closet. Best show. Hello. Hello. Hi. You're on with me and Marina Franklin. Hello. Hello. Who to whom are we speaking? This is Ed in DC. Ed in DC. What's going on in DC tonight, Ed? Uh, nothing much. I'm just sitting in my 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 basement, okay. listening to some records. All right. Do Actually, what what, 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 what what records do you what? what well, I have to confess, I'm not actually listening to records but i'm uh asking alexa to play stuff now you have that alexa thing in your house don't you feel like it's listening to you now like alexa doesn't that feel like an invasion of privacy at all uh kind of i mean sorry just i just alexa shut up that's not alexa does Sorry. Alexa oh. respond to shut up? Shut up! Uh, Alexa! Yeah, actually, shut up! I haven't tried that one. Do you have Alexa? I just started it this week. It seems so terrifying. I haven't tried shut up yet. It seems like Alexa's just going to like take control of the house and do whatever. Suddenly report all your stuff to a big database. I don't want Alexa in my house. That's what I guess what I'm saying. But this, you play, what do you say? Alexa, play, what record do you tell Alexa to play? Mr. Boombastic. Mr. Boombastic? How old's mm-hmm. your Alexa? <laughs> old your, enough. Your Alexa may be 14 years old if you're saying play Mr. Boombastic. Right? What do you say next? Play uh, Here Comes a Hot Stepper? Right? Uh, if you want, I can turn it on and That's see okay. if it works. Do you have something for the topic? Um, can you remind me? Ugh. No, I can't. Goodbye. Oh, I thought he was asking Alexa to play Mary J. Blige's You Remind. Oh, that's not yeah. Alexa. That's not Mary J. Blige. Anyway, forget it. I just wanted to sing. See? Because you can sing. That's why you wanted to sing. Hey, you know you hey. Can. Hoo-hoo. If you go to karaoke, do you just clean up? Or are you just a ringer at karaoke? I love karaoke. Like, what's your go-to song? To Serve With Love. Okay. And That's one. Mm-hmm. And then, um, to, but to get the party going, To yeah. Serve With Love is a little too deep for people. Like, people, it needs to be, things need to be rolling, because then you'll just crush everybody with that one. <laughs> well, To Serve With Love is very soft, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But um, Please Don't Stop the Music by Rihanna gets okay. the party going. That gets everything. Please Don't Stop the Music. And that's, is that the, that'll be your first one up? 
that's the first one to get people like really partying okay. and, and so that they believe in me. Okay. It's like the first joke has to be funny. Mm-hmm. The first karaoke song has and to people be. People like, all right. And Love Gee. is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. Sure. That gets so, the women going. So those are the, those are the ones that you just always have in your pocket. Yeah. That you're going to spring on people. You ever pick a song and then be like, uh-oh. Oh, God, yes. way through, you're just like, yeah, this one's not working. Yeah. Like, what's one like that? Does anything where you're just, like, flaming out on karaoke? There, there was a few. There's some that I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't know how this melody went. I couldn't follow it. Uh-huh. Um, but mm, I can't really think of them now. I did karaoke with Mike out there. Mike picks the most depressing songs. I mean, it's like he's trying to he's trying to bum everybody out at this thing. <laughs> Everybody's singing fun songs. All of a sudden, he starts singing this Bruce Springsteen song, "Streets of Philadelphia" from the Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> Most depressing song ever. And he's singing "Streets of Philadelphia," and then he starts doing this John Lennon song, "Mother," which is the like, "Mother, you made me, but I didn't make you." And it's like, or you had me, but I never had you. And everybody's like, "Uh uh-oh, this guy coming unglued. What's the other one you do, Mike? Hair of the Dog. He does this other rock song. It's like, now y'all messing with the son of a bitch. Except he does it like he's yelling. He's like, now you're messing with son of a bitch. (laughs) You think you're like, like he's yelling at a kid on his lawn. That would be so much fun to watch. Oh, it is fun. Yeah. It's fun in theory. It's more fun in theory. <laughs> when you're in the when you're actually in one of those rooms, mm-hmm. you're everybody's just kind of looking at each other just like, is he okay? Is yeah, cuz usually people are really drunk when they're at karaoke. That's what makes it fun and then you sing and then you get really sick cuz you don't realize you shouldn't be like singing and yeah. drunk for 4 hours straight with a bunch of people. Yeah. In a little, in a, in a sweat box. On one microphone. Yes. Well, everybody's sharing one germy microphone. Best show. Hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Brendan in Somerville. Brendan in Somerville, Somerville, Massachusetts. Or uh, yes. Okay. Or Somerville, New Jersey. I didn't know which. So what's going on tonight, Brendan? Uh, not much. I went for the topic. Somerville, Massachusetts, home of. You can say it. Um, I think the Pixies recorded a couple albums here. What is a is there a Hall of Fame in Somerville, Massachusetts, that you're proud of? Not that I can. Oh, you, you got me. I've only lived here a couple of years. What's your name again, William? Hello? Yes. Oh, it's in oh, sorry. Never mind. I was wrong, William. Brian. What is it again? Brendan. Brendan. William, Brendan, Brian. I was wrong. I thought Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, no, the basketball hall seems there, right? Yes. yes. In, but you're in Somerville, which is home of the Pixies. Yeah. Okay. Do you have something for the topic, Brendan? Uh, yes, I do. Sticking the landing? What do you got? Uh, so this was back when I was in college, uh, I was just kind of hanging around and I was just, you know, kind of just a little, I don't know, kind of alternative with my ripped jeans and my flannel shirt. And a f- couple friends came by with, uh, this guy we knew who was kind of a jerk, uh, had a habit of kind of confusing being mean for funny. 
Which and is very, he says, that's the line right there is when people, it's like, I'm funny. It's like, no, you're just mean. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. So they no. walk over and he goes and they just ask what I'm up to. I say, I'm heading here. They're going there. And he says to me, you know, you look like an ugly Kurt Cobain. And I just see that he's wearing a Yankee shirt, and my first reaction is, I guess that beats a fat Derek Jeter. Okay, that's a good one. Pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. He's wearing his Yankee shirt. You, you stuck him. Did what, what? What was the aftermath of that? Uh, to be honest, he was actually nice to me for that yeah. time I saw him. Good, so. you did it. You 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 stunned the meanness out of him. <laughs> like you made him realize he was a jerk. It happens sometimes. Sometimes these people don't know they're jerks. Right, yeah. Maria? Sometimes they just don't know. They're like, wait, yeah, do right. I? Is that what I sound like? Oh, no. But other yeah. times they're just like, yeah, I don't care. I'm a jerk. You well, gave him his wake up moment. You gave him, yes. You fixed him, maybe. Maybe you made oh. the world a better place. He's probably in shape now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not really the fat him. He may have saved his life, actually. Yes. Right. Well, hopefully. Well, thanks for the call. You're welcome. I love that. That's like a sister girl, like, comeback. Like, exactly. uh, hey. Just the immediate boom. And boom. then you're just like, yeah, I can't come back from that. <laughs> There's nothing I can say back. So if, because it is the line. It's, isn't that a thing you learn when you're trying to be funny is you just learn? It's like you have to have an edge. But there is that thing where it's just like, that's not comedy that's just anger yeah it's just mean yeah yeah you know. a lot of a lot of young comics confuse that yeah for eh, some older comics too yeah it can just be mean yeah. it's just hurtful so who's the first person you said that Artie lang said a nice thing when you were uh wavering who's the first person who gave you any encouragement in all of this though <laughs> comic encouragement yeah. sounds like are mean. you still waiting it's, a, it's all mean encouragement yeah. Um, just somebody who was, who was just like, Hey, you know, you're funny. It hasn't happened. It yet. was Louis oh, CK. No. It was Louis CK. Yeah, I know. That's the name I'm like Look. afraid to say, but yes, it's he fun. was the one he said it. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, I've always liked seeing you, you mm-hmm. know, and you're funny. And, mm-hmm. and he was always, I mean, on his level for someone to say that to me, it meant a lot. Sure. You know, cause he would. Mm-hmm. He would wait outside the room because I think sometimes he would come to like stand up in New York. I think he wanted to go on early, but he said, who's next? Mm-hmm. And he said, Marina. And he saw my heart sink because I knew I was going to have to go after him mm-hmm. or later in the show. Sure. And he took that moment and said, let her let Marina go. OK. And then I went on. And then afterwards, after he performed, he said, that joke was really funny. You know, you're really funny. And it was just, it, it, it keeps you going. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that keep you going. That's all it takes. And I've had those things from, from my writing. I've had that happen where I've gotten encouragement from people right when you're like right on the, like you feel like you're about to fall over and you can't keep going anymore. The, those moments seem to show up somehow. Yeah. And then, and, you know, Todd Berry was another one. You know, mm-hmm. Todd. Yeah. Todd Berry was all, in his way. You know, Todd's very. <laughs> hey. 
Hey, she's funny. I don't, I don't get it. Why don't you use her? She's a funny comic. Mm-hmm. Hey, guy from Dallas, Marina Franklin, right here, funny. That was a horrible Todd Berry um, impersonation. But, no, that was yeah. that was a good Todd Berry impression. What do you mean? What do you mean? Was it? <laughs> what is Shorty's watching? That's what he always, whenever I see Todd Berry, there was a show on Comedy Central called uh, Animation, What Are Shorty's Watching? Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> and it was like a baby Nick DiPaolo or something? Yes. They were like baby Patrice O'Neill, right. baby uh, Tracy Morgan. That, yes. And it, it was short-lived, mm-hmm. but not with Todd Berry. Yes. Every time I see him, What Are Shorty's Watching? <laughs> huh? What Are Shorty's Watching? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's always very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr also. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr told me a long time. He goes, ah, oh, you know, I saw you know when I saw you on stage, I, I told you you were funny. I saw that joke you did, that joke about uh, the fifties. Yeah, it was good. So he always is pretty encouraging, but he's in L.A. now, so I don't see him as often. But now maybe you're in the position where you have to start encouraging people. Oh, my God. Right? It's your turn to pay it forward, Marina. I just pat them on their heads. (laughs) You're good, kid. Then you give them a thumbs up and you walk away. Yeah, you got it. Yes. You're good, kid. You kind of like muss their hair a little bit. I knew how important it was when I received it. So I, I remember that when I tell a younger comic who, especially if they're hosting a show they're not getting paid enough mm-hmm. you can see that they don't know yet where they are yeah to get feedback from a comic that's older than them that's been around that's doing mm-hmm. it that they respect to hopefully you know to tell them that what they're doing is good you could see the the light go on oh, yeah. for them absolutely keeps them in it yes and that's all it takes hi best show hi, hi. Hi, Tom. Hi. hi, Marina. Hello. Thanks for saying hi. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, no one says hi to the guest. Yeah. What's up with that? I know. Thank you. Who's this? I think I know. This who is this Lori. Is. Lori from Miami. How are you? Yeah. Lori? I'm good. I'm doing great. How are good. you? I'm good. Lori used to call every week, and then she didn't call <laughs> for nine years, and then she started calling two weeks ago again. Out of she came out of out of uh, the she walked out of the woods and started calling <laughs> yeah. again. We th- I thought she was gone forever, and now she's back. I, Literally, I, yeah. It was that? Yeah, you thought it was gone, but surprise. No, sometimes it's like a bad penny; just can't shake it. Come <laughs> I'm teasing you. Come on. I know. So what's going on tonight? What are you? What are well, you doing? I, I do have something pretty good for the topic. Definitely have two things for the topic, but right. I'll, I'll go with the one that I thought was a winner. All right. So, um, I'm at the farmer's market. I, you know, pick up my fruit and vegetables and some peonies, you know, some nice flowers. And I go home and then I check my, uh, alerts on my phone mm-hmm. and this was um back when tinder moments existed you don't know anything well you might know you might have read about it but marina might know um when people could share photographs via tinder and it wound up not being such a great idea oh yeah 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 so that happened and um i got an unsolicited penis pic of via course. moments yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened to a lot of us. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I said, okay, let me pick up this nice picture of these peonies <laughs> in the vase. Mm-hmm. And I sent out my own moment. I said, I only accept unsolicited peonies pics, please. Thank you. That's a good that one. You good. got them. You got them. I got them. And then he responded him. by doing what? Sending 500 <laughs> pictures back at you, right? <laughs> I unmatched him, you so, unmatched you him know. Him. I sent one and, back And reported to him. him, so, yeah. You sent one back? I sent one a, a penis pic back, and it was bigger, uh-huh. and it had a filter. <laughs> 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 Little wings. That, uh-huh. <laughs> you know what? You stuck the landing on that one, too. Yeah. Look, Marina, she's a professional comic. She's supposed to be sticking the landing on these things. It's the rest of the slobs like you and me that it's a miracle when we pull one of these things off. (laughs) But, you know, it it helps to be told when something's funny. Yes. Right? Yes. Comedians like that. Yeah. Yes. Lori. Yes. Thank you for calling. <laughs> oh, bye. I'm, no, I'm gonna, I got a hot line. I got every line's lit tonight. Every line's lit. We got to move. We gotta bye, keep... No, Tom. don't apologize. I'm just, I got to keep the thing bye, moving. Lori. Bye, Lori. Bye. She was sweet. She said she hi nice. to me. She, she did say hi. She's nice. She's very, a very polite person. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. How are you? Good. Uh, to who? who do you, I'm here with Marina Franklin. Hello. Hi, Marina. Oh, they're learning. See, they're catching people getting up. <laughs> so, what's going? What, who's this? This is Evan in Vancouver. Evan in Vancouver. Yes, sir. I had something for the topic. What do you got? Well, I don't want to sound like name droppy, but I'm pretty proud of myself how I handled this. Okay. I worked on a film, and uh, there was a star, George Clooney, who was walking around, saying hi to everybody. Mm-hmm. There was about 200 people there, mm-hmm. and I turned around. He was walking towards myself and another person. He was very affable. He said, hey, guys, how's it going? And off the top of my head, and I am proud of myself because it had the perfect amount of admiration and cynicism. Um, he walked right through us and said, hey, how's it going? And I said, oh, hi, how are you? I said, congratulations, and he kind of turned his head and smiled and said, on what? I said, on being George Clooney, and then he kind of turned and kept walking, and I just felt like I stuck that one. He gave him the business. A little bit, but, you know, he was nice enough to say hi, so... Uh, but look, yeah. what's he going to be like, how dare you say that everything's perfect for me? Right? <laughs> well, in... At the same time, I felt like, well, you're very handsome, very, you know, whatever. So I, I felt good about it. And I admire him, too, so it's all good. I would love for someone to say, congratulations on being Marina Franklin. I would never know how to respond. I'd be like, what? You know what, Marina? <laughs> something I want to say to you. Congratulations. 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 See, this guy cut me off. I couldn't even say the thing she's been waiting her whole life to hear someone say. You had to still blab over the top of it. Get off my phone. This guy had to 
the thing you were waiting to hear. You didn't know if you could handle it. And this guy didn't. He took it away from you. He took it away from you. Best show. Hi. Hello. Yes, hi. Welcome. Hello. Hello? Hello. Yes. Hey, yes, what are you? you you're cold. You called me. <laughs> <laughs> hi, this is Matt from Philadelphia. I have one for the topic. Who is this? Matt from Philadelphia. Oh, is it? It certainly is. What's the, What do you got, Matt? I think I know who you are, Matt. See, Marina, there's this guy do. who calls, and he does these things. He starts talking, and he acts like it's a normal call, and he says this weird thing. He goes, he'll say, like, yeah, and then I was walking down the street. Then I found that I had e-cigs for legs, and then he hangs up. And now everybody's like, oh, my favorite caller is the e-cigs for legs guy. And he just <laughs> fakes me out over and over. But he's from Philly. And I'm starting to, I think. You know his voice. Just admit, are you the e-cigs for legs guy? I wish I was that guy. I've never had that timing in my life. So go ahead. What do you have, Matt? So it's for the topic. Nailing the landing. So I went to a Catholic school in suburban Philadelphia okay. where the boys' school was separated from the girls' school All right. by about 100 yards. That sounds... They built a building in between, mm-hmm. an auditorium, okay. and to celebrate it, they had a dance troupe come in and perform for us to celebrate okay. the joining of the two schools. Yeah, That's okay. Weird. Yeah, this is very weird. And it was a dance troupe. The theme was it was hip-hop. They were dancing along. They kept singing, this beat is so fresh. This, this beat yeah. is so fresh. Yeah. And they went on and on. They were jumping over each other. It was getting into a climax. And the song ended, this beat, but I had been singing along. Yeah. So when the audience went silent, everyone only heard me saying, is so fresh. Okay. So the uh, auditorium erupted in laughter. Yeah. I looked cool. But I did not intend to look cool. I was singing along to the song. Okay. So you actually, so that was a cool thing that you did that. Well, I felt like I nailed the landing because I looked cool because it looked sarcastic, but I was actually singing along. Oh, the so you pulled off. So you, so that nobody knew how to read your tood with it. Like you, it, you were being like sincere, like. This beat is so fresh. <laughs> this beat, like you're having the time of your life singing along. And then they go, they stop. It's like this beat and suddenly makes you look like you're just like the, the like the, the wise acre of the school. And you go, it's so fresh. And then everybody's <laughs> like, oh, he burned them. Exactly. Oh, and even the, even the performers laughed. So you really, you got everybody, but not you intentional. Were, yeah, you could have been like, you could have been the butt of that. But it, was, it was almost the worst experience of my life, but yeah. it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, are you happy about all your Philadelphia sports teams? Are you dancing in the streets? Because 
Well, I generally people. don't riot, but it's very exciting. It's not rioting. Look, you're not rioting. Look, I hope they... This is what I look. If the 76ers win tonight, and uh, if, if this gets any more, that you got to start greasing the people, not the polls, right? So you guys I mean, don't climb yeah, the that, polls. The it didn't work. They put grease on the polls in Philly, like when the Super Bowl, when they want like to like the telephone poles and the street lamps to be like we don't want people call, climbing them, so they put grease on them. Oh. What a solution. But all that is is just a challenge to these maniacs. They're like, <laughs> oh yeah, watch this. I'll get up that thing. It's greased. I'll still find a way up that, right? That's all that is to the to the to somebody in Philly. That's a dare. Yeah, and there's pl- and there's plenty of awnings. Yeah, I saw people on the what was the awning they were on? Like the like the really expensive hotel, and these maniacs are jumping off of the awning into the crowd of people. Yeah, it, it was the Ritz Carlton, and yes. yeah, you you flip a few, a few cars if they're misparked. Yes, and you drive a dune buggy up the steps of the <laughs> museum. The um, the police scanner that night in Philly was nuts because it was just like, yeah, there's a Christmas tree on fire in the middle of uh, Arch Street. We need to get uh, somebody over there to put the Christmas tree out. It's on fire. Like it was just all the like after the Super Bowl, it was like everything was like. Like they're tearing down that telephone pole. We need to get over there. Like, <laughs> like it sounded. People could have really gotten hurt, right? I don't think. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people could have gotten hurt. They w- were willing to get hurt. Like that one guy who ran toward the subway car what? and ran right into like a like the. the like the like the uh, the support beams. He was like running alongside. It was like in a bad movie. Like he's like running alongside the the subway, going, like, "Hey, it's me!" And he runs like right into the the. You saw that clip, right, Philly man? Of course, of yes. course. Sports. Yeah, brings out the best, the true champion, <laughs> right? That's what you do. But these athletes are the. The most elite athletes ever, and then every slob in Philly is just acting like an un, un like a like a, like like you just got let out of the zoo, and you're running on the streets, <laughs> climbing poles and not flipping cars, driving dune buggies all over the place. That's why I pray the Seventy Sixers get bounced from the playoffs. If you guys want another oh, but- championship, it'd be the be the end of Philadelphia. <laughs> we just end up being like Escape from New York. But Tom Meek Mill was at the game. I saw that Meek Mill was at the. He made his debut out of prison, right to the Seventy yeah, Sixers game, too. and he rang the bell. That was exciting. Been, as soon as I saw that, I was just like, "Yeah, there's no way the Seventy Sixers lose this game. Everybody's got to be hyped up now, right?" This is it. Yeah. Should have had him ring the Rocky statue, like right, <laughs> drag the Rocky statue, the middle of the thing, start ring, start banging on that thing. I need a boyfriend so I can do, see these events. Well, there, this you, sounds very you exciting. Can watch, you can watch. You don't need. You don't need. You <laughs> don't need to very, be someone's plus this one. This sounds wonderful. Yes, it's available for everyone to watch, Marina. These games. The, well, the the uh, the celebration of oh. it afterwards sounds well, that, wonderful. Yes, that was truly. It was fun. Something and then to you're, behold. But then you're just like, if this goes, if one thing goes wrong with this, this is going to go from a crazy fun celebration to a citywide tragedy. 
And thank God it didn't. Right, Philly guy? <laughs> it did not. It did not. All right, Philly guy. You have a great night. Thank you. Yeah, the people of Philly. Did you ever see the uh, Comiskey Park, the burning of disco records in 1978? Oh, yeah. I think it was, yes. Where they yes. just trashed. It was like a promotional mm-hmm. disc jockey the day they wanted to disco to die. Yeah, there's this DJ, Steve Dahl was yeah. his name. He worked. He's like, it was like, I think it was in between a double header and they was like, Everybody bring your disco records and we're going to blow them up in the middle. And then like <laughs> the kids just ran on the field and they're running. And then there was like fires being there was set. Fire, there was yeah. fire. There was every There was no game. No, they had to forfeit the second game, I think. They had to because everybody was just out of control. Yeah. It's funny that line between where it's funny and terrifying. A friend of mine. Who her, her name Alex White, who comes on this show. She's in a band called White Mystery. Her mother was in the stands at that game as a professional photographer, taking pictures that day. Wow. And she brought in like prints and showed me prints that her mom had taken at that di- at that demolition disco demolition. So oh wow, yeah. it's kind of exciting. I mean, my parents didn't do anything exciting like that. And that's out, that's out in Chicago. That's where I was. So I remember seeing like Disco Sucks written on the, uh-huh. when I would go to like Six Flags Great America, yeah. I would see Disco Sucks. It all like, it continued. Sure. What was the Six Flags? What was the park there? Cause we had Great Adventure here. Great America. We just great. called it Great America. Okay. Yeah. I say Six Flags so everyone understands. Everyone knows. Yes. But it was right there. And, um, yeah. That was my memory of disco going away. Yeah, they got that was the day disco died for the people of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> the day that these animals brought disco records and they blew them up in the middle of the field. Who isn't it amazing how did that get approved as an a, like a sanctioned event that the owner of the team was just like, "Yeah, sure, you can blow up some disco records." Can you imagine a team doing that now if I was just like I'm going to blow up, like, I'm, like what, would I, what would I say? Like, like I'm going to blow up, like... EDM yeah, music. Like EDM, yeah, like EDM. I'm going to get your best EDM and... Get ready. Your the, glow sticks. Yeah, the EDM destruction rally at, <laughs> at a Mets game. Yeah. Yeah. It would, they'd be like, no, we're not doing that. It was like, what if we do a promotion where between the double header... I we let everybody bring their EDM CDs and everything. We blow them up right at the <laughs> right in center field. <laughs> what and, an idea! And they'll just be like, "We're not, <laughs> we're not doing that." Please leave, leave my office right now. But it's such a good idea. It'll yeah. be fun. It'll be fun to watch the glow sticks get blown up and the pacifiers. Mike, what's your stick the landing story? Can you come in here? Talking to that that mic. This is yeah. This is. Go ahead. Well, this may be uh, my Nick DiPaolo story, because I, I I believe I've told it before, but it's a moment I'm proud of. It was the uh, Bruce Springsteen show. It was a stadium show. Uh-huh. I had floor seats, so it's general admission on the floor. Yeah. And you're uh, making a reference to. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was I saw some line because like Bruce Springsteen was the biggest thing ever. Like imagine like here Bruce Springsteen in like the eighties when he would just do like I'm gonna play ten shows at Giant Stadium, and I saw this line of kids outside of this ticket thing buying tickets. This one guy like ran out. He was like literally jumping around in front. Of him. He's like, I got four seats. I got four seats. <laughs> like dancing in front of everybody. Uh-huh, yeah. And Mike is. It was a celebration. Yeah. So it was a celebration. So you are on the floor. So yeah, he was doing the, uh, it was when he was doing the full albums tour. He'd play a whole album. Yeah. yeah. So that night it was, uh, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Yeah. So maybe I was getting into that, that feeling from that album. Okay. Kinda and, bleak, uh, kind of bleak. <laughs> There was, there was a guy smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And the smoke was just blowing right into a friend of mine's face. Yeah. And, uh, and, now this you know. Is coming back. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I didn't say it to the guy who was smoking because I was kind of on the other side. Of, there was somebody in between us, uh, yeah. maybe his girlfriend. Yeah. So I, I said to her, mm-hmm. I said, tell your friend to put that cigarette out. Or I'm gonna put it out in his face. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, and uh, I was pretty tuned up at the time. You know, we we were tuned pre-game up. pre-gaming yeah. before the show, so I was I was feeling pretty emboldened. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, so then I I had to watch her. You know, you know, relay the message. <laughs> Tell that guy to put the suit. Yeah, okay, and. Uh, and you know he he was quite upset about it, you know, and you know, but I I kind of stuck to it, and you know he he did kind of comply. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the least fun of all of them. Marina told a story about a uh, one of her stories was uh, the crypto uh, racism in it. The other one was a <laughs> kid exposing himself. Yours was still creepier than both of hers combined. Yeah, yeah yours was just a, th- a, a threat. Yeah, but it was like fun. It was effective, and yeah. it, it, it you know achieved what I sure was, you know. in a, in a tough guy kind of way. <laughs> Sent through the girlfriend. Yeah, um, well, sweetie, uh-huh. yeah. sweetie, this young this gentleman over here says if you don't quit, he's going to he's gonna put it out in your put home. it out in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess another one. Maybe I, I don't know if I've told this story. Yeah, when I was working at masses. Uh-huh. You know, I have to, that was a bar Mike works at <laughs> called Masses. It's the guy's name also. It was, it's not. You know, I had like a, a good sort of Sunday yeah. morning crowd. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, these guys didn't know me that well. And, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. this guy came in. It was, this is actually the only guy I've ever thrown out of a bar. Uh-huh. And, you know, he bought, he was spending money. He was mm-hmm. buying, uh, he was buying, um, Beer and also cognac, you know. So he, he it's was a great combination. <laughs> Beer yeah. and cognac. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, the, the custom is after every, every third drink, you mm-hmm. know, the next drink is free. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him what he wanted to drink mm-hmm. after his third drink. And if he if he said cognac, I would have gave him a free cognac. But he said beer, so I gave him a free beer. And then he starts mumbling, you know, like he was upset. And, you know, I gave him the free free beer. And mm-hmm. he starts griping about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I said, you know, what's your problem, you know. And then, uh, he, you know, he kept he kept at it, you know, and he started giving it, giving it to me. And I just, you know, 
with everybody watching because, you know, the bar is very small, so everybody can hear everything you're saying. I just sort of erupted. I said, get the F out of here, you know, and people were shocked because I don't, I don't curse that much. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't uh-huh. really, uh-huh. even, even in that setting where it's encouraged. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, it got a good reaction from, uh, my regulars and I think I, I earned a little more of their respect. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's not the end of the story, <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, I stuck yeah, the that's landing. It. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, and, you and know, he left. And he left. Okay. He did well, leave. You know what you said to the guy, Mike? <laughs> what? What did you say to the guy? I said, get the. <laughs> <laughs> Take your own advice. Get out. Oh, that, that was, was pretty good. good, though. Those were not good. It changed Stop lives. Being nice to it him. changed lives no, at the bar that day. Don't be. You don't have to make him feel good about that. He One story, he's threatening to ram a cigarette in some guy's face. The other one, he's bouncing a guy from a bar. The lead-up is so good, though. He oh. I, Like, I love oh, no, the way he paints. He oh, yeah, that's all he is. He he's paints the whole up. picture to these. See, I don't really paint. I, I forget a lot of the painting. Oh, no, he's all lead-up. And then suddenly you're like, <laughs> wait, that's the story? Like, Get you, the hell out. You're on the edge of your chair. What? And then suddenly you look I at him and you get realize the hell out. you realize he's done. You're like, hold on, this guy paints this. Yeah, this this dramatic scene. You think it's going to be like a the, like a Quentin Tarantino fight or something? And he says he throws a guy out. <laughs> Mike, he gained respect that day, which is the most important okay. part of then that good. story. Then that's it. it was it was not interesting. <laughs> But he did gain respect. That you're right. So there was one positive thing. Best show. Hi. 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 Who's this? Hello. Hello. This is Paige from Los Angeles. Paige from Los Angeles. What's up, Paige? Um, I'm calling off of a landline, and I'm curious about how much it's going to cost. <laughs> off a landline? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Um. But that's besides the point. I have a uh, topic story about sticking the landing. Okay. Well, you're here with Marina Franklin and myself. Hi, Marina Franklin and Tom. Hello. Hi. Um, Have I met you before, Paige? Yes. I, uh, at your show in New York, I ran past the security guard to get my record signed by you and John. Yes, that's right. I remember that was, yes. How are you? (laughs) Um, so that one kind of, I kind of stuck that landing. I ended up, um, getting past the security guard yeah. and getting to meet you guys. So that was cool. So well, how, what, but what do you have for the, the, the thing tonight? Um, okay. So at work, there's this guy and he's like, he's like a nice guy, but he's also like, kind of like that guy earlier was saying, kind of mixes up with, uh, being funny and being mean, you know? Mm-hmm. So he just gives people a hard time all the time, gives me a hard time, calls me like a nerd a bunch and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't really mind it. Um, so it's in good humor, whatever. Uh, so the other night, we're at work pretty late, and I said something wrong. I just like called something the wrong name. And I'm like, my boss, she's the CAO, which I guess is the chief administrative officer. Okay. But I said administrating because it's like, I don't know, I forgot. Like, no one ever says the word. Who and that's cares, not a, right? Who cares? Right. You're the boss. Exactly. She's the boss. Exactly. So this guy kind of like gave me a hard time about it. And I was like, oh, actually, I'm like glad you corrected me so I didn't make that mistake in front of someone actually important. That's a good. 
That's a good comeback. Yeah, it's Zinger. the only time I've ever done a good yeah. comeback. Just like, eh, I'm glad I said that in front of somebody. I'd hate to say it in front of somebody important. Exactly. Almost like an Andy Kindler line. <laughs> he was very excited when he heard you were going to be on the show. I know. He's, he's another one who's always been really great. Yes. And encouraging. But the way he would say, I'd hate to say it in front of somebody important. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, he's the funniest. So, Paige. Yes. You did it. I did it. You did it. Aren't you a DJ also, Paige? Is that true? I am. I've taken that? a little hiatus from my show, but I think I'm going to revive it soon. I've made some space in my schedule to do so now. So, yeah, I'm going to restart my radio show. All um, right. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm do a different format. My format before was, like, doing a different year every week to, like, mm-hmm. have more, like, structure to it. But I think I'm going to do a little more freeform this go-round. Yeah, play what you want to play. Yeah, exactly. All right, Paige. Thank you for the call. I have a quick update. Oh, what? So, like, probably about two years ago, I called in about how, like, there's this parasite that makes you like cats. And you're like, I don't believe that. Wait, a parasite that makes you like cats? Yeah, like, you get it from cats, and then it makes you want more cats. And you're like, I don't really believe that. And, like, there was some debate on the topic, then it disappeared. But I have an update, and I learned about the parasite through a science podcast. There, it makes rats like the way cat pee smells, so it makes them go to the cats. So that is a thing. They don't know what it does to humans, but 80% of people in France have it. They have this parasite. Yeah, because you can also get it from just eating undercooked meat. That, wait. So the cat gives you the parasite? Yeah, it's a parasite that lives in undercooked meat or cat poop. And so, like, you can get it from cleaning the litter box. Oh. And if rats get it, it makes them like the way cat pee smells. So they run to the cats, and then the cats eat the rats. So the cat has, like, a built-in trap. Exactly. exactly. The cat is a trap. Yes. I love my cat, and you're right. I want more. You want more. <laughs> right? So you're, what you're saying tonight, Marina, you've got the parasite. I definitely believe this is true. Yeah. He has gotten stronger, be- too. <laughs> What's your cat's name? What's your cat's name? Billy. Billy? Billy. Aww. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton. So I was very lonely at the time. I named her after that movie Monsters Ball. Okay. You didn't name him after Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah, because she was depressed in the movie when she dated Billy Bob, and so <laughs> I was depressed too. Aww. And then I got Billy, and I got happy, and he makes me feel good. 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 Yeah, and that urine is great. <laughs> well, Can't get enough. Loaded with parasites. <laughs> All right, Paige. You have a great Thank night. you. Have a- Sorry. That's interesting. It's probably true. Yeah, the parasites. And the cat whiz. It only happens with cat ladies, apparently. It doesn't affect men. The dudes don't want cats? They don't want more cats. I don't know. I wish I had more. I, w- I think I would get another dog. I have a dog. We got a dog last year. Oh. On New Year's Day. Gooden Poochie. That, that's the name. That's the name. Yes. Well, it's the name on the radio. I'm not going to say the real name because oh, I don't want to be walking. Good and If I'm walking along with my dog, I don't want some 
kook who listens to the show start calling my dog's name out, my actual <laughs> dog's actual name out, so that my dog goes running over to them. So her name on the show is Good and Poochie. Oh, you're protecting your yes, dog's name. That's so cute. Yes, she's cute. I watched a dog in Syracuse name when I was I was having a moment where um I was I couldn't sleep. I had insomnia. Mm-hmm. So one of my students gave me his dog he was, he was going away for the weekend. His dog's name was Ganja. Ganja. Yeah, okay, and yeah. he told me. He said, mm-hmm. "When that dog runs away, you have to say his name right the first yeah. time." Uh-huh. Or you will have to continually call his name. Yeah. And that did happen. It was freezing. I kept going, Ganja! You're yeah, screaming. Yeah, all the students were like, what, yeah, is I'll, she I'll, crazy? I'll take some. Like they, thought you were st- <laughs> <laughs> they thought you were open for business. No, that's a, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's with Billy Bob Thornton, Good and Poochie, Ganja. I wanted to name my last dog disco inferno and then my wife was like yeah we're not naming the dog disco because <laughs> then you'd call the dog disco you'd be like disco Disco's a pretty good right? name disco's, for a dog yeah but i guess i wanted her full name to be disco inferno <laughs> and she, i could see the dog waiting for you to finish its yes, name disco, like disco like, yes inferno there might be another disco here <laughs> Take a few more calls, and then we're almost done. The show goes so quickly. It goes so quickly. Best show, hi. Hi, Marina. Hi, Tom. Hi. I said you first. I this know. That was nice. First. Welcome. Well, thank you, Tom. I um, I have a story for the topic, but it's not my story. Okay. What do you got? I kind of wanted you to do the heavy lifting on this one. Okay. What What's the story? It's a story where you and Terry T. attended a concert in New Jersey and had a confrontation with a New York City police officer. And I thought she had the best line ever. What? Oh, at the thing where we were at the show and then the guy... Yeah, I can't even remember what the thing we saw. Well, she said, he goes, he goes, I'm a New York City cop, I'm a New York City cop. And she says, oh yeah, why don't you effing arrest me then? That's right, she did say that. My wife said that. To the guy, like the guy was like, this guy was like leaving this concert, was like pushing, and like I was trying to reach out to like, because we're getting lost in the crowds. I was trying to reach out to my wife, and this guy's like, "Hey, watch your hand like that." He's like, he like pushes away, and then my wife's like, "He's trying to hold my hand. He's trying. We're trying to get lost." And the guy, the guy's like, "I don't want to tell you anything." He's like, oh, "You know, I'm a New York City cop," and then uh, she just said. You know, yeah, okay. Then why don't you effing arrest me? Then we're in New Jersey. Like that's what my wife said. My wife's much better with these things than I am, and she'll say anything. She'll just stick up for herself or anyone. While I'll just be like, I have to like pull it out of myself to like, like for her it's like that. Like that's she just goes thing. and she just like. Well, that's up why that's why I had to use someone else's story because I have no stories like, like that for myself. Yes, you are like I am a, a, a weak. Right? I guess so. Well, I mean, <laughs> he didn't want to be weak. You wouldn't even. You, you won't even own up to being weak. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's one way to put it. Maybe polite sometimes. You're polite. You're overly polite. You, you try to. You try to. Yeah, you try. You try not to ruffle feathers in life. But you know what? You no, but after a while, honestly, that's that's. I can't even say that's true. I'd say it's. I, I think of the thing like ten minutes later. Yeah, the wit of the staircase. 
Thank you. Yep. Yeah, those moments where you don't have something. I got in a fight with a woman at the, I go dancing once a week mm-hmm. at this club because I, I, I actually l- still love disco. Sure. <laughs> um, I love house music, mm-hmm. not EDM, but okay. woman got mad at me over, um, being in an area where she was serving cake. They serve cake sometimes at the okay. dance club when sure. it's someone's birthday. Okay. And she got really mad. Combination. I know it's a very strange thing, but it was someone's birthday and apparently she, she normally sells t-shirts. Okay. But they made her cut the cake. Mm-hmm. And I was standing there. My friend was helping her cut the cake. Uh huh. And she was just like, do you want cake? She asked me and mm-hmm. I was like, no, you know, you, with cake, you go, yeah. no, I don't. Nah, that's mm-hmm. And she's like, do you want cake? She got really mad. Like really fast. And then the Uh third, do you want cake? I was like, no. She's like, well, then goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. And I wish I had a comeback. Mm -hmm. I had nothing. I just Mm -hmm. looked at her and I was like, mouthed, wow. Yeah. Then goodbye. But everyone else has given me things I could have said. Sure. Like, F your cake or, but she had a knife and she was mad already. <laughs> she was but mad about cake for the God's first thing sake. that pops into my head. I'd be like, "What are you, Willy Wonka? You're telling me goodbye? You're slamming the door on me? Goodbye, sir. Yes, exactly. Good day. No to you. cake for you yeah. at the party where there shouldn't be cake. Yes, it's a great combination: house music and cake. <laughs> Who doesn't? The, the two things. And anger. Just, and anger. Exactly. Anger it, and cake. It's at night. Everyone's dancing and drinking, and then let's all have cake also. <laughs> I'm not going to be messy or anything. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Yes, hi. Welcome. Hi, Tom. Hi, Marina. Hi. How's it going? Good. I got something for the topic. What do you, who's, what's your name? My name's Paul. Paul, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Toronto. From Toronto? Yep. The Toronto, what do you call Toronto? What's the, what's the name for Toronto that everybody calls it? Well, like, it used to be, uh, well, now it's like, well, it used, well, now it's a six, but it used to be the, uh, uh I, I can't even remember, no, but well. like, yeah, we're basically reeling from this really horrific tragedy yes. from yesterday. Terrible. We're like 10, Lives were lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, but um, anyways, like I got something for the topic. Okay, what do you got? So Paul? basically, like I, <clears throat> I guess you would call it like middle school in America. Like I didn't really have that, but like you know, it was like grade seven or eight, mm-hmm. and I was involved in like uh, debate club and. Um, at that time in Toronto, the thing was uh, the uh, squeegee kids, you know, like like at an intersection. Sure. You know, like crust punks would come and like, you know, and then, you know, give me some money. Yeah. But um, that was a uh, question for a debate on one of these things. And we had her like... It was me and my one of my best friends. Like we were partners, and we were like paired up against these other guys from like some like next school, and they were like okay. super pros, like 
dressed down. They looked like they were in, like, reservoir dogs, you know, like black suits, thin ties, and whatever. And, um, you know, we had our points down, but, like, at the end, I couldn't come up with the, um, a good rebuttal. Okay. So I just, like, kind of, like, freestyled it. And I was like, well, squeeze kids. They're kind of like nomads. And they go across the country. They go to Toronto, Vancouver in the winter, blah, blah, blah. And my friend Joe, like, who's my debate partner, he was like, oh, man, you really effed that up. And guess what? We beat the pants off the Because you like, freestyled I, at the end. By a country margin. Yeah, see? Look, you found something in yourself, Paul. You didn't think it was the thing that you should have said, but you said something. Sometimes you just have to say something in things. You're better off saying something than nothing, even if what you say is nuts or or, or off, unexpected or whatever. Well, that's what, you know, I just, that's what happened. Like, you know, and I was really embarrassed, and then, like, the results were announced, and I was like, oh, my God. You did it, yeah. You rub it right in your friend's face, right? Yeah, who messed it up, you loud mouth, right? Well, and you know what? The other the other team, they were really loud mouths. They were yeah, kind of um, no, you did it. You showed them. You showed them. Yeah, you showed you know, them how to do it, Paul. All right, Paul, well, I'm going to end the show. Just one more thing. I, uh, uh, Marina, like, do you have any albums, like, out on, like, Spotify or, like, somewhere on the Internet? Like, You can find me on Spotify, yeah. There are some of my stand-up on Spotify, absolutely. That's okay, I d- definitely want to check that out. I def- and I just followed you on Twitter, like... Oh, thank you. Yeah, just, like, when you came on. Okay, all right. All right, Good night. Paul. Good thank both you. Of you. Good night. So people can, yeah, people can, we'll talk about it after we take this final call, but people can get your stuff over at, so you have stuff up on Spotify? Yeah, there, the there's some of my comedy mm-hmm. on Spotify and on YouTube as well, yes. yeah. Some of the uh, the women who kill thing I did with Amy Schumer, Rachel Feinstein, and Nikki Glaser, that's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It used to be on Netflix, but it's on YouTube now. Okay. You can just put my name in. Yeah. Sure, mm-hmm. because you've done... Look, Marina's a national. This is a national stand-up. This is not some. We don't have. This is not. It's not an amateur hour here. She's, she's every time you've been on every show, you've been on. You've been on the Late Show, and you've been on. Uh, you've yeah, I was been on, on Conan, a, and you've yeah, been on Conan, Colbert, Colbert. Yeah, you, you've Craig done Ferguson. Yeah, you did all of them. Toured Australia. Yeah. Met Winnie Mandela in South Africa. See, yeah, I've done things. You've done things. And I have a cat named Billy Bob Thornton. Cat named Billy More Bob important Thornton. than any of it. Yes, the only cat named after Billy Bob Thornton is your cat. Yes. What do you think he would say if he found that? Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah. yeah. The cat doesn't have like a vial of blood around his neck, does he? Like he used to have Billy Bob Thornton. No. Remember when he... <laughs> with Angelina Jolie and he like had a vial of her blood in like a I little I know that was sort of that was kind of like an interesting relationship yes not one for the ages <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone saw that it's just like she was yeah. going through a phase yeah a, a Billy Bob Thornton a phase a Billy Bob and you're going through one now but yours is my going cat. to last, last a lifetime 
Well, at least, hopefully five more years. Hopefully 15 more years. Oh, God. Right? We, I don't talk about his age. No, you shouldn't. I don't talk about mine or my cat. You shouldn't. These are things. It's your business. I lie about his age, too. There's you something weird about the fact that I lie about my cat's age. Marina, you, if it makes sense to you, it makes sense <laughs> to you. It's just got to make sense to you. And if it works for you, then that's what you're doing. All right. Well, who cares what somebody can be like, how old you cat? It's weird, first of all. I know. Right? I don't know why they ask. You don't need to know. Yeah. Billy knows. He knows. Yeah. He might even be lying to you about his age. I really don't know anyway, because I rescued him. Yeah. So. Close the door. Hi. Welcome. Close the door. Right? Close Happy door. Wednesday. Oh, it's, it's my Tuesday friend. Tuesday where I am. BB from Las Vegas. How are you, BB? I'm great, baby. How are you doing? I'm good. You're here with me and Marina Franklin. Hello. Marina. Hello. My dear Marina. I did tell you, man. I, I was born and raised in Watertown. All the culture we got from Syracuse. Everything came from Syracuse. Oh, that's all the culture we got was Syracuse. What about that Frank Sinatra album in <laughs> Watertown? Oh, God. That album? No, no, not that one. What's that? No, no, that's not. I don't know. That. I'm not familiar you with You did a that whole one. album called Watertown. Oh, my God. You're right. Yes. I thought Pickwick put that out later on. No, I think some dude wrote all the songs on like a like a Jimmy Webb kind of thing. He had this one composer write the whole album. Oh, I got to dig that up, but I think it's Yeah, I got to dig that up. You're right. I forgot about that. Dinosaur Barbecue. Yes. Did you Dinosaur to... Barbecue indeed. Did you See? go to Dinosaur Barbecue, BB? No, but we used to get the honey mustard um sauce by the case out here cuz we used to make potatoes with it. See? I believe you. I didn't <laughs> you think thought you I were made lying. a barbecue I, no, and dinosaur doesn't should weird. go together. No, I just thought it was weird. <laughs> that's I, just I the name of it, man. You. That's just that's always yeah. It's always been dinosaur yep. barbecue. Okay. I believe you. I never <laughs> doubted you that it was called dinosaur barbecue. I just like that's a very strange name <laughs> for Toronto it. burgers. Yes, exactly. It's like what is this? It's an offshoot of that. So, B.B., how are you doing? What's going on in Las Vegas tonight? Well, not a whole heck of a lot yet. The night is still it seems young. It very quiet. Right? I beg your pardon? The night is still young. Who knows? The night is young here, yes. Yes. <laughs> Mike, have you, you've been to Vegas, right? What if I sent Mike out to Vegas? Mike's never, you know where Mike's never been? California. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we send Mike to California? <laughs> that, that might be fun. Does he get it? That might be a great idea. Yeah. I gotta tell you what I've got behind me and I don't know if you saw it What's that? when you pass through. There is a bunker uh that's over the other side of Sahara. This little um cinder block building. It's a it's a record store. In where is it's it? It's right behind my apartment building okay. here over Sahara. And what just is it? It just says Record City on it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of record stores still around, and then you just look. Like, there's like record stores. Sometimes there's record stores, and then you go in and you're just like, 
yeah, you guys are selling something other than records here. Like, there's a place, it's just like, I think you guys are selling drugs out of this place. And you have just like a few records up front that are like all sun bleached, like that they've had there for 30 years. Yeah, welcome to the record store. Well, that's um, Wax Tracks, because uh, Dave was looking up a review of it. It's over on Decatur and Edna. And it was a place that Elton John was known to go to and just fill boxes with LPs and just walk out. Okay. Um, and then, then it, I, I'm not talking about that store, though, now. You are not? No. No, that place is a, that's kind of an I, iconic. It's, um, there, you're not, a, he's not interested in browsing. He says if you ask for it, he'll tell you if he has it, and it will cost you a lot of money. I wish I had money like that. Just rolling yeah. everything. Not even think twice. F U currency? Yeah. No. Yeah. Not for me. I don't have that. Yeah. I go in the place I'm like, I think I have a gift card. <laughs> right? I'm like, what, it's not working? Then I have to call an eight hundred number and get it uh, out. You don't walk in there like I could buy this store. No. I walk in there and I just go, uh, uh, I have a coupon and a gift card. I guess I can. If you apply the coupon first, I have a I have a club card and a coupon. So where do I get the free download? Hey, don't do my voice like that. You make me sound <laughs> stupid. I don't sound that dumb, BB. <laughs> I'm joking. You know what I sound like. I transgressed the unwritten law. Yes. Oh, it's fine. Look. I can All buy right. this store. I could buy this store. Yeah. I am going to be your boss soon. Can you imagine? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the greatest thing? You just I became buy. an English woman. Yes. Would that you have all that money from your family, from your estate? From my estate. Yes. I'm That's sure right. you want to work there. Billy Bob Arms. <laughs> your mansion. Billy Bob Arms Pit. Yeah. Okay. All right, baby. I'm going to say good night, and you are well, the you final call. Well, go, I got go, 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 go. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I definitely got something I got to talk to you All about. All right, please. And I, I'll try to keep it brief. No, you. But by the old clock on the uh, on the page, I, I've got um, four weeks to figure out whether or not you're joining me in Los Angeles, or whether or not you are. And uh, take advantage of my nephew's offer to. All right, let me figure it. Out. Let me figure it out. I don't think I don't think I can, but I'm going to make sure a hundred percent that I can't. Yeah, that would be of swell. Of course, I, I don't mean to hardball you. No, no, you you laying it out. It's important. Oh, I am like because the thing is, I've got all my ducks lined up. Oh, I know, now. I know. Wah, let me see. Wah, wah. <laughs> That's all of them lined up. Maybe yeah, I'm going to figure it. it out, and I'm going to email you back on Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Thursday. Yeah. And, um, you know, if it happens, it won't suck. No, I know. But it's just a matter of i got to see what's going on here. I hear that. This is Loud, like a louder and louder conversation here. It is, yes. Yeah, it's cryptic as hell. My apologies. Baby invited me to something nice, and I did not reply. I was, I was, uh. No, I know you. I know you're trying to. Um, no, no, you know. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, and I'll let you know. And I appreciate I like it. it. And I'll be there. 
I'm coming. Shout I'm out coming. to uh, listener Doug in Winnipeg. Today is his birthday. All right, Doug. Happy birthday. You did it. Right? You did it, Doug. I owe him. He put me up once. All right. Listener Doug, happy birthday. And BB, you better get ready because if I'm not coming, I'm sending Marina. Yeah, I'll be place. there. More oh, culture. Hey, honey. Get you some you more will culture. Have a fine time. Culture from yes. Syracuse and Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Nice. There you go. And New York. And New York. Yeah. And Billy Bob Thorne. And you'll bring, she'll bring her I'll cat. I'll bring my cat. Over. Yes. And his urine. The cat <laughs> and the urine. I got spray for that, honey. <laughs> we'll be fine. It's really strong. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> All right. I will talk to you later. Thursday. So. Look. Okay, thank you, my friend. See you I soon. love you, man. See okay. you on Thursday. Yes. I bet you will. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. That was very intimate. Like, I'm yes. just, I was like, who are you? Very nice person. BB. Very thoughtful I like the person. name BB because it yes. sounds like you're saying baby. Yes. Like, hey, baby. But it's really BB. BB. Yes. Hey, BB. Yes. She's a very nice person. Marina Franklin. Yes. Finally. I just woke up. Hey, you were asleep this whole time? <laughs> no, I mean, I just got like the second wind of energy all of a sudden. Well, that's because you're and on the And the show's over? Remember, the show just ended. Well, what? it's still happening. We're in the home. We're in the final moments now. Finally, you came here and you were here and it was so much fun. Was it fun? Did it I was, do okay? You did more than okay. You did great. I, you guys are wordsmiths over here. And you just know, anytime you want to come, you just let me know. Are the you serious? Se- yes. The seal has been broken. Really? Yes. And I am telling you, I'm not going. Because you're the best show I've ever done. No and there's a no way. No, 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 no way. <laughs> I'm doing another podcast. There's no way you're doing another except for your own. Except for my own show. So people can get you over at, on Twitter, at Marina Y. Franklin. Franklin. Yes, Marina Y. Franklin, the letter Y. Franklin. Yes, Twitter, Instagram, if you do that, Mm -hmm. Facebook, if you're older. But the website is MarinaFranklin.com, and you're all, and you got your podcast. You're you've, you you doing stand up all the time. People can always catch you. They can. You can catch me if you're in New York City. You can catch me at the Comedy Cellar. I'm there. They also have a Comedy Cellar in Vegas now. That's right. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. With yeah. That. And yeah, MarinaFranklin.com. I put my schedule up all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was such a pleasure to get to know your guests and your oh. and your your family. Really. Well, right? you're sweet to say that. And. I thank you for coming, and it's my pleasure to have you here. <laughs> Just like endless complimenting back and forth for another four hours. It was so good, though. It was. Look, no more adjectives. No. It was just really good. But now we're going to say, it happened. It. We did it. It's done. We'll do it again. <laughs> but thank you for coming. Was Thank so much you. Fun. It was fun. And I'm going to play something on the way. I'll be back. The show will be back next week. Tuesday nights. Best show. Thebestshow.net. Here's something from our friend Simon Doom from his album he put out uh, a, a year or so ago. Uh, we'll play the 
the song we've played before on it. We'll play again. The hit single from it, I guess it is. I Feel Unloved. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week. Bye.